What's up, Nzanti? Welcome to it, episode 50. Is it 58 or 59, Ponza? 59. 59. 59 mm. of the Rewind. The one, the only B, my granny's favorite presenter. But I'm not alone. I've got Bonatako Ponza Malebia by my side. How are you doing, girl with the golden voice? I am the most tired hand in South Africa. Wait, did your grand say... <laughs> Did your grand say you're the favorite, uh, or are you making things up? I'm making things up, but it works, doesn't it? It's not because I'm piggies, but I was if I wasn't your co-host, I was gonna be there laughing. Does the grandmother <laughs> even listen to the podcast? It's 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 a it's a it's a it's a um thing I've been thinking and working on in my mind for quite some time for myself, and I thought, you know, I oh no, I love it for you, I love it. Then why not unleash it now? I mean, when I was saying which was on I was saying just anyone as an audience member, not just you as my co-host right now. In terms of anyone who's watching, like. How how you gonna unprove what I'm saying to you? But anyway, so I thought it's something True. Sweet. It's something yeah, sweet. no, 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 no. I'm happy for you for um doing it now, then later. <laughs> Lina, I will Lina will start introducing people who I am favorites with. Oh no, the producer said I'm her favorite female um host. So um yeah, I mean that's actually a real <laughs> that's actually a real thing. So shout out. <laughs> Shout out indeed. So why are you saying your job is the most tired, honey? Mm? I'm tired. With Bongani, like, why must we work? Like, I don't know, Bongani, you know how we were going on about, like, yes, see, I'm an independent woman. Let me grind. I, I don't know about that anymore. I, I, what do you I, mean you don't know about that? Like, can't I just be a housewife, like, and do things that just... Oh my god, that I just like in a book and I follow them like, oh, this is how my household's gonna run. Uh then I run a business, but it's not pressure. It's not pressure. It's just like I'm running the business, but I don't depend on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would yeah, be lovely. Oh thing. yes. Oh, if I had generational wealth. Oh, you know, if my dad left something, mm. you know? But yeah, no, no, it's all that. on me. Like, and I didn't even ask to be here, but you know what? This is our team. How are you doing? You know, I really don't. I really don't agree with that excuse of I really don't want. I really didn't ask to be here. What do you mean? I didn't. Huh? I think the furthest we can push it is up till when you're in grade seven. After that, you gotta cut this bullshit of, and yeah, yeah, they're the ones who birthed me. I didn't even ask to be on this planet. Why must I go? Ah, 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 no, but for now. me, I need yes, to understand what was the plan. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! I understand what you're saying, but what was the plan? Why were they doing the I best know. holidays when we were kids? Now we need Durban. I need a break. EP7. <laughs> so, I understand if, let's say, fine, after grade 7, you know what, Ponsan? 
you, you've accepted, you've signed this contract, this is life, let's go. But now you're doing all the fun things when we're kids. Now when we're adults, like, are Devon, are Cape Town. What? This is, I feel like I'm going to do that. Like, I mean, my kids are going to have a really great childhood, but like, I want to save money for, well, this is when it's real, Bongani. This is when you're like, I mean, maybe because you live in a nice country, that's Needing why you can't agree break. with me. No. But no, I'm no, seeing no, gravel no, I'm roads definitely... every day. Nothing's no, I'm cute. definitely with you in terms of once you get to a certain age, there's also that um, contribution aspect as well. It's not just uh, the holiday, It's... Uh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, oh my God, that's what I'm just like. I mean, I understand the contract, but I'm also in the same breath. Like, yeah, but this is harsh. At least the, the least y'all could have done is bought me shares, shares there by Bitcoin before they became a real thing. You know, Something, there was but, someone in my first year. Uh-huh. There was someone in my first year there by Craig's place uh, um, who said, who said, I remember she, she once said to me, travel whilst you can on your parents' money. Because once you're old and you're earning, no one's going to pay for you to go on these trips. When a planner, 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 or traveling in Exactly. And she was saying, now that I'm in varsity, just like push now. These are the last years to push. Because once you're older, no one is going to give you that vacation. You got to give yourself that vacation. And you got to get into yourself. And either give yourself that vacation mentally in a space where you are, even though you're not there physically, yeah. or you physically remove yourself from that space where you are and take yourself to the shores of Durban, mm. where the warmth of the water washes away the warmth of your tears, you know? <laughs> yes, I hear you. But hey... Um, oh. It's growing up, you know. It's growing up. I mean, it's my belotum, Zalwani. It's as simple as that. It's going to be just just that simple. Everything's going to be solved. Well, not everything's going to be solved. I mean, it, money doesn't solve your internal problems, you know. Yeah, but, but it um, can, it can offer me the holiday. best therapist in the game. You know what I'm saying? While I enjoy that money. To me, stop thinking that therapy is healing. Like, therapy is just a part. I think even Azania said this on Utando, Mm, on mm, Azania mm, on her YouTube channel. I think she even said that, you know what, she had to come to the realization that therapy, it's not going to walk in and walk out cured and everything. Yes, definitely. Even if I have a therapist all my life, like, Bongani is something. Is what I'm saying. Eat. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Definitely something. Definitely. Come on! Word on the street. Here we go again. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, this is Word on the Street. And here we just simply um, take time and interact with our lovely listeners here in South Africa london and beyond and this week's question or word on the street was um how do you create boundaries with your family with your loved ones oh what a tough one yeah it is a tough tough please don't one. ask me please don't ask me <laughs> okay but wait do you think it i mean not that there is like any level to it but as a black person do you think it's harder to create boundaries with like for instance if let's say 
uh, your mother or if your mother was single and had to like, you know that narrative, like when your mother uh, fought and went through the most for you guys. And then you, yeah. I don't know if you have that feeling that you feel like you, I owe her or maybe I need to be her support structure because she doesn't have anyone, all of that. I feel like maybe that's where the major boundaries come for me as a black individual. Um, because it's, it's, it's not easy. Already to set boundaries. I- but with my mother, I feel like that one is the hard one. But generally, I don't struggle. No, yeah, I hear, I hear you. But I think there's so much that comes into play apart from just the race aspect. There's also the aspect of um, what is it? Are you an assertive person or not? Because I think that's, for me, my biggest challenge is um, I'm not... I, I am assertive in certain ways, but in some ways I'm not, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think also in how we're raised as well, like you're saying, we're told never to be assertive, um, not never to be assertive to elders, but respect your elders and never back chat and shit like that, you know? Uh, uh, um, uh, uh. And even you just um, asserting a boundary can be seen as disrespect, whereas it's you just asserting a boundary and being very specific about where not to be touched on your studio, you know? Um, so it is a very difficult but one. In everything terms of, you mentioned for me yeah. touches based on the fact that I'm black. Because obviously I wouldn't know how it is to say boundaries as someone else of another race or generally. But for me, culturally, yeah. everything that is mentioned, like I can't say no. Uh, I can't say like even speaking up for myself in front of an elder and say that that's not possible. Uh, I'm not coming to that funeral because um Yes, it's going to bring back, uh, what is it, kind of what the trick is, it's going to trigger me because that uncle did this. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of things that I feel, like, that's what I'm saying individually for me as a black person, that I feel like, oh, but I feel like even if you don't have that thing, I feel like I had to learn. Just by being observant with, like, you realize that, oh, because you're the obedient child, you're the child who most likely listens, and sometimes they take that for granted or abuse that because I know Bunta will uh will react to this differently from uh the other yeah class. then yeah, i had to i yeah. had to teach myself to say that because then you know i feel like i remember there was a time where i felt like yo this is really um not doing well for me because like maybe sometimes they'll just be like i remember one time uh my mom called me and she's like yeah something happened oh. And when I got there, like imagine I drove from um from Joburg to Pretoria. When I got there, the issue was just the door handle. All was needed was to buy a new door oh, handle or whatever. Seriously. And then you're just like because you're. Then I had to teach myself like to say, how can I start not panic? Like how do I create the boundary already? Do I even have petrol to travel? Or what if I like got into an accident because I'm panicking? Or or or, or this like you know maybe like think yeah. on the spot like let's do a video yeah. call. Let me see what's the thing relax or whatever or tell her i'm so sorry but i can't do it please try find someone near you like if it's not a life or death situation can you please find someone near you to help i'm sure there's someone a neighbor or someone who can help but i can't i can't come from johannesburg day to come go to builders and have find a new handle unfortunately you know what i mean mean, yeah yeah your example just shows why it's so important to draw boundaries with family yes sometimes um there is that thing of for family i have access to you all the time yeah you, know, you should come you know and that's why it seems like for instance when you get married or when you have a partner or building something with your partner it seems like they are the ones who are influencing that but it's only because you've only introduced the boundaries late 
So now you feel like, oh my yes. goodness, I'm getting married or I'm living with a woman. Now we've got our own thing that we're doing. We're trying to build this thing together. And it seems like, yo, since Anyeti Ponza or since Adeta Ponza, it seems like he's stingy with money, but it's not like he's stingy with money. You know what I mean? This Maybe you guys are, are trying yeah. to save for your yeah. retirement yeah. or you guys want to save for your future child or house, but they won't understand that. It seems like, so I feel like it just, it's necessary to introduce those boundaries. And I feel like I, I, I did that by practicing the no, even unnecessarily, mm. but for small things mm. and not no for disrespect, like, oh, please make me tea. No, it's like, um, um, for instance, like even with the church thing, like, cause we go to different churches or whatever. I, I made that known. Like, uh, and at first I had explained why I was like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. I don't think um, our view on 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 church religion and and Jesus uh, our views are the same. Like your church believes in always being there, and I don't think that's what God wants people to be doing twenty four seven at church and less time with family. I prioritize family and God. So for me, being with family is still a form of like spending time with God. I I want to practice and extend that gratitude to spending time with God, spending time. Time, I mean, time with God, time with my family and God or whatever, but I'm not missing a soccer game because I need to go paint a wall at church or something. Yes, I can spend time yeah. like, on that one day or if they need me for an hour or whatever to, you know, do whatever service is needed for me. But I'm not for the churches that need you to be there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nine to nine. And I'm just like, so then I explained that first. I had to explain so she knows so that when I do say no, I'm like, no. For that reason, again, look at the time, look at how long I need to be there. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Then from there on, it yeah. wasn't even a thing. Like now she'll come and say, oh, so have you found a church? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm still working on it. I mean, but it's still COVID. I can watch online. She's like, but you still need to fellowship with other Christians. I'm like, yeah, I do interact with people who are on the lives on church with me <laughs> or whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> but like. It, it's just Modern about sl- smaller things, smaller things, because also like, I feel like even if you're a good child, it's easy to be manipulated because you're just like, it's easier for them to communicate that, oh, you know, financially, or maybe I'm not doing well or, oh, you know, I, so-and-so is going to that thing as my friends, but I can't go, wada, wada, wada. But like, there's that manipulation, I know this child's going to cave in. And then the other siblings live their yes. best lives because they don't care. Like they will just because tell, they set those boundaries. They set those boundaries, and not that they don't care about the parent, but they just like, no, ma'am, that's not a real thing. Or you know what? You can still afford that event. How's about not buy an outfit because you've got so many clothes? Buy that ticket. Maybe I'll help you out with uh, meet you halfway with petrol. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. not like the whole way. When are you cu- you're cutting out your whole budget? But you're like, oh, I need to give you petrol outfit ticket or whatever because also those things are so extensive now when you get married your wife wants the same thing now but your wife and your mother are competing your wife has to be paid for petrol or whatever whatever then it seems it started that whole conversation of like like kind of what i was watching a tiktok where this uh woman was reenacting a scenario and she's like uh, um the, the the daughter-in-law was like oh no but i can help him with this and the mother-in-law the mother's like no, but he's been my son forever. So I know how to fit. Because there wasn't that boundary. We don't set that boundary as either. Mm. Obviously, usually it's the obsession with the son or whatever. Or whether the son who works the most or who makes the most money. That you I feel entitled because, yes, I raised my son um, or whatever. But then there's a whole psychology to that. But I feel like we need to start doing the boundaries with the small, with the smallest things. Like to be like, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. It starts small. It yeah, really it's does small. start small. It's as simple as even dishes. Like for instance, let's say uh, you were gone the whole day, and but everyone's relaxing. You know how black kids feel bad when your parents when your when your parents when your parents do the dishes. Like you get there and your mom's doing the dishes. Yeah. Or maybe she complains. <laughs> But like sometimes you look at a realistic scenario. Maybe you were at work the whole day, and yeah. there are dishes, but everyone's lay, sitting around. You're the one who feels bad, but your mom didn't go and say to the other kids that, "Guys, there's dishes. Can you wash them?" Then, but when you come yes. already, the theatrics start. Like it's also easy to spot those theatrics, but we choose to ignore them. And like how feel how drama like oh, lavantone lavaya vilapa. Oh, it starts drama. You can just choose to block that out and still be like, in your heart, you know, you're not being funny or malicious. You're really tired. You go and greet your mother. Hi, mom. I hope you're well. Hug her while she's doing her dishes. And then while she's in the complaining mood, you go rest a bit. And when she's calm and whatever, you go speak to her. But you can't be the savior because I feel like not setting boundaries, especially either you live at home or close to someone, it can really drain you and like affect affect the relationship. So. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will. So let's hear what Mzansi has to say and then Bongani is going to also answer. What the boundaries? Um, I don't know, but lately it has been the boundaries that chele the horino. I'm going to borrow you. You're going to have to return. return. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah, the financial boundary one is a deep one. It's a big one. Um, mm. But uh, like I was saying to you, uh, for me, it's there's so many aspects to it. Um, I find myself being uh, there's so many there's some traits in me that are very difficult to let go of, like mm. being a people pleaser, having a savior, somewhat savior mentality as well. Um, being generous, that, being, kind. That page, being generous, yeah, that mandate of be generous, be kind, mm. um, take the shit off your back for your brother, you know, yeah. and also there's that patriarchal pressure of being a provider. So it, there's a lot of things that make it very difficult to set boundaries, especially mm. in the financial sense, just mm. as this person has mentioned here right now. But I wanted to say earlier on when you're speaking about hey, wives and mothers, wife versus mothers. Um, did you get into my diary? Because you sound like the inside <laughs> of the pages of <laughs> my diary. But it, 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 I'm kidding, man. It, but also besides, I mean, just generally, like for me, that is so scary. Like I've always like prayed that when I get married, I just hope that my mother-in-law is like, sane. Because I know when I mentioned the psychology, because that in that TikTok video spoke about how the the mother and the son become closer than the mother and the husband. So the the son will soothe the mother, like not obviously in a sexual way, but like there for her, speak to her, take care of her, take her car to the car wash, like do what the husband's supposed to do. So they get attached to the son. And then now when yeah. the son's getting married, it's just like, it's very, difficult. it's very difficult but i mean we'll get back we'll get into that a bit later on um later on in the show Come on! word on the street here we go again you're listening to the rewind hey, hey everybody hey everybody welcome back to my youtube channel your youtube channel Welcome to YouTube Digest. Um, yes. My favorite, my favorite, 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 favorite uh, part of the show. 
Yes. And if you don't know, this this part of the show, we talk about everything. Hold on, hold on. We talk about everything, everything influential in the country and the people who make um who make like this influenza world and YouTube Digest so much fun for us and everyone else. So today I wanted to start yes. first with um KM. She's been trending like yesterday. I think from late afternoon, that's when I caught that she was trending and uh, today, what like most do? of the day. Um, there's a hashtag happening, hashtag make K make K proud. So if you follow oh. K Yoms, you know that she wakes up at like she's the 5 a.m. queen. She's since the day, like when yes. I was 5 a.m., like I'd wake up to see if if the girl, if the queen is up, then I'm up. I'm on track. Like, you know, we're doing well. Like Where did you see that she's up? On her Instagram story, like when she's up, when I, when you're waking up, Bongani, you're saying, uh, I'm I'm late for work. No, Kay's already done, laid her edges. She's already going to the gym. She's already drinking a smoothie. One at seven o'clock, you're, you're frazzled. You're all over the place. Kay is done with, with your first part of the 5 a.m. She's already done. She's already done yeah. prayer. She's already done devotion. She's done meditation. She's already exercised. The girl is organized. The wig is laid. The video is posted. The reel is edited. Bongani, it's a lot of like, I mean, the way I was looking at it, I was just like, damn, gay, like, you know, but I mean, because I was at some point when I was in great shape, like waking up at 5 a.m., I understand why it sets her like ahead and whatever. So, so yeah. like, you know, so it's not like we must put pressure on her because she really like, you know, it's just her. Like, it seems like it's her thing just to wake up very early. But so she started trending, like people are like, okay, hashtag make K proud. Then people post like those memes and like, yo guys, um, it's almost curfew and K is already on, on, on tomorrow. Cause you know, get a curfew is like early now. So people are like, yo guys, yeah. it's almost curfew and K is already done with her day. Guys, wake up. We're going to be late guys. Yo, <laughs> or people will be like, yo, I just woke up and K is already, uh, with, done with her third meeting. Things like that. So it started with like, it, yeah, yes. so people are making fun of it. Or even influencers will talk about it. Misali also tweeted saying, um, what did Misali say? She said, yo, guys, um, I'm sure Kay Yams is on what what meeting and I'm only, I haven't even let the, um, done, I mean, I haven't even left home. I think it was on a Sunday. She's like, uh, curfew's almost there. Kay, what what? So everyone's just been talking about how, because it's been a, like from observing it and if you follow her, you know how diligent she is and how, She's always, always, always on time, always early. Like everything about Kay's life looks like you think she has like, excuse me, you think she's got a, a helper or something and she just wakes up and she just looks pretty. But she does, I mean, she does have a helper, but you think she's like the queen. You know how so, the queen is like prim and proper and everything is done for her? Yeah. yeah, no, she's... So this hashtag about making her proud, what are people doing to... So they want to improve themselves. They, they want to make Kay proud. They want to oh, wake okay. up early. They want to be at the... By the time it's nine, that oh, I've already crushed four tasks. You know, it's not just like... Uh, yeah. You know, some people like... I mean, I mean, majority of our youth is unemployed. So like, what is like your goal to be waking up at 5 a.m. or whatever? So now seeing having someone like Kay, and usually a lot of people like also we do have mental health, whatever. So having Kay, like people do wake up maybe at nine or ten generally. And then Kay is like up five. Yeah. When when you wake up and check your stories, Kay's already on like you know, on those little tabs, Kay's already on like the seventh something. Dinga, she did her mocha for the day, or she did a cappuccino, she did a smoothie, she hit the gym, she had breakfast with her friends. But when are you still stretching? You're saying oh, I'm preparing for my hike. 
Hey, she's already gone. I want to actually, you know, this week I've been trying to wake up early and, you know, this has actually been my new, uh, this has been a new routine I've been trying uh. to um do is wake up early and actually do the rewind work instead of, because I used to wake up and watch a whole lot of YouTube in the morning. Mm. Um, But now I've had to come to the sad realization and acceptance that the YouTubers that I used to watch before COVID aren't uploading as much as they did before COVID. Mm. Right now, mm. they're not doing that. So um, my morning routine where I used to wake up and spend like an hour and a half on YouTube watching my favorite um, videos and all of these people, Abu Chronicles, Nabu Daytime, Tea Time. I say, that thing is no longer there, you know? So now I've been trying to wake up and use that time to do um, work for the rewind and um, push research and just make sure that I've got my eggs in a row. Yeah. You know, so to record and need to upload an episode and stuff like that. And it has been so difficult i wake up at five and i keep on snoozing i think winter is also the worst month yeah. to, to try something like this you know because it stays looking dark but i guess i also am gonna join that challenge i'm gonna see if i'm gonna try to join it to try make make k arms proud but that's if i even wake up but i, I want to try it because i mean obviously that was my thing but then i had slacked because i was just going through the most but i want to go back to it like because you're born it really saves you so much like also besides even doing work just being awake before the world is awake and like just like going back to what we always discuss with like centering yourself either prayer meditation it really like when the world you already set the tone so whether whoever is visiting you or yeah. whoever is in your space or however your boss comes you already set like in the foundation is laid because there wasn't this confusion of this on this day you knew that okay even it's because if you woke up at five and did like your own special morning routine and spend time with yourself from five even if it's still half past five or just quarter to six that's like 45 minutes to yourself. And then by the time it's six and you're like, okay, let me just yes. do... Ah, you must be so strong-willed. You must be on top of your game. So I, I'm also with you. Like, I really want to start with it. But I think, you know what the trick is? I've learned from, like, morning routines what? that I've watched. Don't put your phone next to your bed. When you set your alarm or you go to bed, the phone must be there far. Yeah, well, okay. It's at the foot of the bed. No, Bongani, that's too close. It's I the warmth of the bed. Quite easily. That's the warmth of the bed. I feel like yeah. if it's in like a room, like even if it's the next room or the bathroom, or if you have to get out of bed, it's like late. Yeah. You're out. So I'm going to try. The next room? Yes. But what happen after that? You're gone. Like you're gone. Like now it's up. You're up. What What would be your excuse now? Going back. Unless, unless, you know what I think I'll do? I think I'll charge uh -huh. it. I'll charge it before i sleep and then i will leave it in the bathroom and then when it rings shower same time yeah that's a great idea some of us can't do that because we have to gym we're not naturally gifted like you uh Oh, okay. Mm. okay. <laughs> on the chat on uh, on K Yams, but besides that, like I really am so proud of K Yams. Like I love her. Like I, you know me since beginning of lockdown, since I've been here. K Yams, K Yams. Listen, I love her work. I love her consistency. I love her. You know, even if there was just that one drama with um 
with that night lady Han the um last year about the hubbly I was just like okay all is forgiven girl I love you we all have our days <laughs> I love that you said about the hubbly. um yes I was just like you know what girl we all make our mistakes we have our weaknesses allegedly uh, allegedly yeah allegedly scenario so ah uh, alleged have scenarios you know what i mean we all have our mistakes and you know some days like we're even saying like you know how we're talking about the foundation being set and then sometimes on that day maybe you just yes. woke up and you were just feeling yourself and then god you do you know i don't know you know you know the vibes anyway you know god tends to humble you in a yeah but i mean way. also like i just love that even after that like she really quickly retracted because some people are like oh i wasn't gonna apologize no she apologized and she was on about herself and she just you know worked her brand was still strong enough for me to stick around i was just like ah whatever anyway so i was watching um sip it or spill it with naledi malela who was or the other opposed uh ww component component uh what is this uh at the hubley's match um what are you contestant <laughs> alleged alleged <laughs> so she finds you doing super split and then she's doing a i love you said at the house yeah. <laughs> so i want to quickly <laughs> you know sorry yeah? sorry tigiko was absolutely right uneha <laughs> What is haba? <laughs> what you was saying when you uh, you exaggerate, like you you have hyperbole. Oh, thanks for the English there. Oh my God, wait, Bongani, I really wanna. Haba is really haba. Oh, like so, I I like okay, yeah, that is true. Like I think I like because I think because when I grew up, sorry, but it's so great. Like when I grew up, I used to love that radio when they do storytelling, and then I saw the power of how you yes. must really paint the picture. If slumusiakshula, like now add drama, add volcanoes, you must add, 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 so that the listener is like, yeah, I am. And guys, listen, I figured out a way um, on how to get my sound back on par. So give me time, Bongani. I forgot to tell you this off air. Um, um, soon. I'm so excited. Anyway, so her name is... Oh, this girl. Anyway, uh, her name is Naledi... My, how do you pronounce this? Malela. So she had a video and she was collabing with... Um, Mithali and Koli. Koli, um, I don't even know Koli. Koli is just, Koli is so cool. She's that lady who does story times and she uses accents. I don't know if you know her. Like, yo, she's funny. Like, Nigerian accent. Whatever accent, like, yeah. she gives it. Yeah. Anyway, so, and she's the realist. Like, yeah. I love her. Like, she's, I don't know, when people say, like, a real hand, like, other people, like, but I don't claim her, I'm real, you know, her, like, she's genuine and she's not biased because Uchomiaga. no she doesn't have that advice that oh you're my friend i'm gonna agree with you no it's, it's a life you're lying you're lying if you're you're telling the truth you're telling the truth but she's not gonna be like oh friend i'm gonna support you you know and inherit beef no she's that's not her aesthetic yeah. anyway so in the video now they're talking about like you know spillet, um but her questions were like very like it was tea like you were drinking for every question because it was like you know you can tell that her her energy yeah. is like always red it doesn't end by thereby, oh, guys, if you were a YouTuber, would you? know that girl going, she goes for the fire. So, fine. And then they get to a question, Yahore, what YouTuber wouldn't you collab with? And then uh, all of them laugh and then make, you know, whatever. And then they're like, oh, I'm not going to. So, they're like, oh, I'm not going to comment, whatever, whatever. <laughs> then this manager goes like, me, I know. You guys know who I won't collab with. I'll never, even if they paid me three million or whatever, she said. Money. Oh, I mean. No, she's saying, saying oh, I mean. K-Yams, the Hubbly girl, the other Hubbly girl. 
So she's oh. saying I would never collab oh. with her. You guys know her, even if they paid me what what, ing 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 ing. Then she's whispering in the in, in the um, in the ears her umang so that they can tell Michali and whatever. I love Michali's reaction. Obviously, like because at first I was like, yo, I don't know how I would react if somebody's trying to like make me laugh at like especially like if we're in um like obviously we're in the same industry and then someone makes a joke about someone. I don't know, like someone makes a joke about someone and then now it's like, yeah. I don't want to laugh at it because they're also my colleagues, but in the same breath, like I don't want to be involved in the drama. So it's not because I'm picking sides. It's just like, I, I get it again. So Michali like handles it okay. Yeah. Like she giggles, laughed it off, yeah. like whatever, but she didn't like add comments or whatever. So I was like, oh, yeah. that's good, Michali. That's You're classy. classy. Yes, I would laugh like, haha, giggle. Oh, really? Whatever. I mean, I'm good at changing topics. So I would change the topic or whatever or ask another question, you know, but was that doing yeah. that? I don't know. Then I was reading the comments. Uh, the people were like, obviously love how wild she is. Ing, ing. But for me, I was just like, not that Kate doesn't think of a scenario of what happened that time. Ing, ing. But I was just like, I don't know if I would. I love that Kate is not spending energy trying to be like, unless I'm not aware of it or like being, you know, but I don't think I've watched a video where Kate's like, oh, me, is that happy scenario? I was just like, yo, that's so, oh, no, girl. Just, your bag yeah. must be your proof. But don't I mean, say you don't want to collab with man. When I just face down work, face down hustle. Keep at it. It mustn't. Yes. Yeah. Optics. So I we don't want to be like, yo, when I, no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Anyway, on greater, I mean, Kay's news were like amazing. Like, I'm so happy. I don't want to give this chat what she did too much energy to outshine the amazing work that make k proud uh is doing like i'm so proud of k i love it also on great news on a great whatever bongani mpumili daba and brendan have bought a house bought a house yes, i was like so wow cool. this is so inspiring but I was just like, oh i thought they had a house long time ago that is so, so inspiring i was just like oh like it it made my heart so warm like it made me so happy because a win for our black people is a win for all of us. And like, it's so encouraging to see people who are in business, yeah. entrepreneurs who just went for their dreams. Especially when they've gotten it yes. on their own, you know, like not from slaving on no. it. No, look years at them. Like, Mpumi's what? She's not even, Mpumi's not even 28 yet. Sheesh. I know her energy, her spirit says, you know, 35 because, you know, she's got that thing, that warm, you know, also. Sister, that, yes, sister, but like she's very survive. young. But like for them to be achieving and having what they want now is just so beautiful. Like to be like, oh my god, God, that is really so nice for them. You know, obviously God has doesn't have the same path for all of us, but I'm just like, yeah, but it's still so beautiful to have to have this as a narrative for our black people. I was like, wow, that's really nice. On other great yeah. news, we have Bungai who's engaged. Oh my god. Oh, that is so great. Oh, this is turning out to be yes it is like some things can go like the other way but then you know what god is like you know i've got another plan for you but i'm just so happy for her and her partner um tandy kama her best friend through her surprise party with her closest friends and sisters and they just like had a good time i was oh, just like yo that's really man. so beautiful and the way she was so subtle about it like because i I saw tweets on the weekend saying, uh, marrying my best, I mean, I'm getting my best friend, this guy uh, worships the ground, I walk on, blah, 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 blah. And then after that, it's like, then I go through her posts. She's been doing ads with the ring, whatever, but like, because it wasn't like a, ah, you, you didn't pay attention because you think, oh, maybe it's like it's jewelry or whatever, but it's a beautiful ring. Like now you look at it and you're like, wow. Yeah. 
So I'm really so happy for her. Um, did we have? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about really this quickly. Yeah. This girl, Tiho underscore Charlie, 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 Charlie. With my oh. other, oh. I wanted to know about. Now? What do you want to say now, Charlie? What do you want to say, Charlie? Now, Charlie? I, wait, I can't find this phone where I can search. Please check her following. I think she's on 160 something k followers on Instagram. Yeah, once. And how much followers? How much? How much people is she following? Um, I don't know. Let me. Mm-hmm. Is it underscore Charlie, right? Oh, yes. I want to know, like, uh-huh. uh, it, uh okay. seven point five. But how many uh people? How many? <laughs> it, 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 how many people like her her, her, mm-hmm. her posts on average? No, on average. No more than on average. Mm-hmm. On average, mm-hmm. you're asking now. Like the average number, okay. like is it five thousand twenty k? Yeah. Can I say the number? Thousand <laughs> likes, one hundred twelve likes, um, two point five likes, one hundred forty three likes, one point one. From a hundred, I don't know because likes eighty eight hundred and eighty two likes. 131 likes, um, 2.1 likes, 204 likes, 1.4 likes, 166 likes, 825 likes, 140 likes, um, 1.9 likes, 123 likes, um, 1.9 likes, 223, 3,000 likes. That's the highest we have wow. so far. I mean, like, I'm um, looking at my following, and obviously, I'm not an influencer, and sometimes I always think that. You know, sometimes when you have people who just follow you, they don't interact with your content because it's like, ah, I'm just not like it. Or, you know, yeah. I mean, I see your work. I love it. I support you. You know, I love you. But like, it's different when you have fans or followers or people who love your work like that. Like if they're like, oh, I, I was shyly love. So if she's an yeah. influencer on that scale with that number, I'm just so curious. Then the numbers are like, I'm an age. Yeah. <laughs> That is true, and I mean, um, it's 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 quite interesting because someone who has, I think, the same number of followers is mm-hmm. um Crystal Crystal Z. She's sitting on 166k um followers, and she's steady on like 33, 46k, 34k likes, 33k likes, 33k likes. And I mean, mina myself, anga figi naguma 2,000 likes. Ne, I'm not counting anyone's coins. I'm not counting anyone's followers. I am. I'm just interested in what. Uh, I'm curious because right I want to know if. That, um, I mean, I'm. I'm not suggesting that she bought her followers, but I'm just curious that. Why are you? Why? No, are you I'm just curious. Like, yo, that's really just weird. <laughs> no, I just think that's awkward. weird. But on that note, um, support your followers, guys. Oh, I sorry. I also watched. Lisa Kotlavi's yes. videos. She uploaded a self-scene video. Quite nice to watch. Um, it looks like she has it's a YouTube channel. It looks like she has. Um, why didn't someone... you tell me? And why are we not yes. subscribed? On come on, Bongani. Uh, we are subscribed. Ugo Tewena, you didn't know that's all. Really? Marufuni leave. You know what? You know what? What what I would do on the leave? I'd actually catch up on these videos because, you know, yeah. Aishem, we work more than ESCOM and they load um, shedding, let me tell you. She, <laughs> Punta, come on. Go work on everything SA music if that's if that's your tone. <laughs> yeah, I see you. 
Um, she uploaded a vlog, Seftas Part 1. It was such a great video to watch. I love the intro of it. It was the best intro I've seen on YouTube ever. I even went to go comment there and I was like, yo, this is my favorite intro on YouTube ever. She comes in, you see you see her sitting there and Paga comes in and he says hi. And she greets him with a song and she gives like a nice harmony. And then he responds um, and then he echoes that harmony and she tries to harmonize. But then Spaga, instead of holding his note, Spaga It's just such a cute moment. But there was an eyebrow raising moment where she's like, um, what you call this? Um, uh, they both worked at V Entertainment, and she said, and then she says, "So we've both been through the trenches." I'm just like, uh-huh. I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. You uh-huh. know what? People uh-huh. giving a whole vibe of like we've both suffered type of vibe. Like we know what. Yes. Next time, respect her. I know she's on YouTube, but she's not a YouTuber. She's a celebrity. Oh, is she a celebrity? She is a celebrity. So, couple of people discussed this video. Sorry, what's happening? Beeping so much. What? What's happening? You tell us. Does beeping mean something? Don't be weird. Um. Yeah. So, um. Wow, this is really nice. Like, I like her. What's that backdrop? Kind of what's that thing? Cover. The picture on YouTube. Yes, I love it. Like, she's got star quality. I can't wait to watch it. Ah, I love this so much. Yeah, no, it's a video you'll definitely enjoy. I think my favorite thing about that video is that it says part uh, one, so there's definitely a part two coming. Oh, sorry, sorry. Another I just wanna video I got. I to wanna reiterate that um, yes. she's proving what we always preach about here that like, like you don't have to wait for reality TV. Look, like, and this gives me like an up close and personal, like what we like, what we crave to want to know more personal about uh, our influencers. So influencers or celebrities or people who are upcoming and seeing their journey which is like a lot of fun so yeah anyway Sibon Panzao I saw that video and I was like I wanted to watch it oh damn uh, Sibon, yeah it is quite interesting he was he was raw mm. and unfiltered like seriously seriously raw and unfiltered he gave us the monies he gave us um um what you call this um what you call this Mm, he gave us mm, the mm. details all the details so he was basically saying that um youtube in terms of sponsorship so the video is titled radio Mm -hmm. and tv versus youtube like in terms of money that he makes and already when we were getting into the video i was saying to mrs producer the mere fact that he has to say radio and tv Mm -hmm. versus youtube already says to me where this is going if it was radio versus tv versus youtube yes. i would know what's what but for him to say radio and tv versus mm. youtube i was just like mm, i know where this is going this sounds like youtube is winning in terms of that sense um it's quite an interesting video i love how raw and open he was he told us the numbers 1.7 for when he was on real what is 1.7 events um he told us 1.7 was how much he was like the whole damn day for 1.7 a thousand seven hundred rands. Like if you're gonna go cover sure. the sefters or if there's a launch of something and there's gonna be celebrities but there, SABC was paying him seven hundred rands to feature and cover that event. Yeah, per call. But also he says that it was very much your schedule. So they would call you and say, Hey, there's this event on Thursday, can you make it? You say no. They say, Okay, sure. 
cool, they get someone else. But if you say yes, then they take you. Like, oh, okay, then the next week they'll call you. Oh, there's another. So if you're going out and wins at my event, because we've got to remember that he was a field presenter. So he was always out at the events speaking to celebrities. So if you were called once a week, every week, that's like mm-hmm. a good mm-hmm. close 8,000. Okay, yeah, no, so definitely. And also, I feel like I'd also look at it from the week. angle, Yahore, it's still pushing my popularity up as my, at my other gig, like of being a YouTuber, influencer, whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what he was. Yeah, that's what he was saying. His okay. yeah, that's what he, that was his strategy. But TV was the lowest paying one. I think with um YFM, he said I forgot what how much he said he was earning. I think eight thousand rands to be a co-host. What you call this a um con uh, uh, uh not a co-host. He was actually a producer. But they said to him, Hey, if you want to jump behind the mic, it's chilled. You can. We're not going to pay you for it. Oh, the show he did with Carissa. You can do that, but there's no pressure on okay. you. Okay. Yes, yes. Um. So he said that was that paid him as well, and he was breaking down YouTube how he gets paid from YouTube sponsorship gigs at the anything between ten and hundred thousand. hundred thousand But he's like all of that once again varies to depending on the package. Do you want him to post it on just one platform on mm. all the platforms and things like that? You know. But I just think um, it yes. was quite a great video. I love Ooh, it when people can I also add that, that, that mm. and you see it a lot from international YouTubers mm. actually give us their coins like count their coins for us without hiding anything um yes so I, I was one of i wasn't that, like you know? i i listened to or join a lot of spaces with my shudu libo joe human and all those people and they were talking about how we could uh dismantle this industry is by sharing kind that kind of information so we don't because the thing is like you know how the other time i was like oh Bangani, how much would someone charge for a singing what what so when somebody if i went to someone who is a female singer or whatever and i'm like hey dude um i saw you did a, st- uh, a, a performance with this um company um how much did you charge as a vocalist who sings from this range they're gonna be like yeah. well, this one wants to take my job or whatever and then because you don't open up, so you say, "Ah, oh, no, I just charged five thousand, knowing well that you charged eight thousand, even if we're on the same level, uh, based off experience." That's not that's helping them get to the top because if that company is gonna call and the other training. company, oh, gonna how much did you charge Bunza? Oh, this much. They talk amongst themselves, so the brands talk about amongst themselves. So if we don't create that community, and I remember there was another uh, popular photographer yeah. who was also in the space who said that they have a group as photographers where they talk about it. They're like guys, or maybe like they'll share gigs, but also maybe they'll discuss with guys. Oh, by the way, uh, I worked at this company. They paid me eight thousand. Is that a great deal? So it must take someone also to advise and say no. They paid me fifteen thousand, and you must say no. Take it up to fifteen. They do that in groups. There's people who are in like creative groups where you they know, discuss brands and what, 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 without feeling like, oh, when are your competition? Mm. And I feel like we will all grow, but it's not growing. And remember the union. We discussed the union thing. Yeah. Oh, influencer. So when it starts like that, it will yes. help. Sorry, yeah. There's this guy that. Remember the guy that I told you that I yeah. used to work for does um that other work. He, so the voiceover work. So what he did is that um every time he's done training you, he adds you to his WhatsApp group, and that is literally the same yes. space that you're talking about right now, where um 
people ask and they say, listen, I've got a client who wants me to do it for this. How much do I charge? What's, and we explain. So the PMA does have a general um, rate card for voiceover artists. But if you don't know how to um, break it down and you don't know how to use it, it's going to confuse you. And you might quote people, you might underquote yourself and stuff like that. And we go according, we were going according to his rates. I mean, he was someone who was, who had been doing it here. had a lot of gigs, had built a name for himself. But the mere fact that this is the standard that if you are going to go to him, that's what you were going to get. And I can give you the same quality of work. It might not be the same voice, but I can give you the same level of quality and have the same delivery and turnaround times. Then I'm also worth that amount as well. And I don't have to be someone who's scraping at the bottom. And that level of transparency mm. definitely does grow the industry and make it stronger, like you're saying, um, with Abucho. And I know, and this is quite interesting. This is why we need to have Sina mm. on the podcast mm. because she wants to talk about freedom and stuff like that. And we want to talk about also um, equity yeah. and pay amongst casts and stuff like that, you know, um, instead of just yeah. who is... But I also I wanted to add here where Amashudi um, also like added, <laughs> added, um, posted on, on Twitter when he's like, I hope Sibu's video uh, influences a lot more people to be transparent about how much they make from being creators. More transparency leaves less room for creators to be exploited by the brands and more information to flow in the creator's economy so that we can make more informed decisions. Because, I mean... No, he does. Yeah, he is very, he is, he is very, 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 very. Okay, another tweet, sorry, from Mashudu Madau. I really love him. Sorry, I'm a fan. Creators sharing their journey from start to, to um, creators sharing their journey from start to present, uh, from start to present is something that helps more people understand from start to present, oh sorry, start from start present. to present is something that helps more people understand what it might take to make it work. So I really enjoyed this so much. Like, but also Bongani, if you like join more spaces, like I won't lie, like if you join, oh, I can't yeah. believe I didn't see presents. Um, if you join more spaces, you see how if like yeah. collaborators yeah. or people of different fields are now coming together and starting to speak more and share like this kind of information. I was like, wow, I love it. I'm going to watch that Sibumpanza video. But for now, I'm so sorry, Bongani. I kind of have to wrap up my my part of the show yeah. because you know what? We got a long show. So, hey, let's get in more. Um, you wanted what? I wanted to read people's Okay. Yo, I'll call up with the next time. Keep it for next week. Uh, let's get in with the... Let's, you see, you're killing my link, bro. Um, Let's continue with the rest of the show. You're listening to The Rewind. So welcome to the YouTube Deep Digest. On this segment, we get into a little deeper on some of the topics that relates to um YouTube, Instagram, and influencers, and everything along those lines. Today, we are talking about something that's kind of a little serious and it's a topic I've been meaning to bring to you Punta once I saw this article Yay. I wanted us to discuss it so badly um and we're, we're basically speaking about um influencer marketing in in politics and a question I have for you Punta is um should influencers and in, like politics mix like how how involved do you want your influencers in your politics just as just as a jump off question you know that's a really tough one hey 
yeah. sure. Because I mean, if I was an influencer, that means I'm I'm making it very clear with, uh, with 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 uh, what's the stuff? Different parties where I live. You know, sometimes we know that different uh, parties are involved with different companies and what 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 what. So if yes, I'm saying yes. I'm pushing either DA or whatever, then whatever whoever is in, um. Codes with ANC and whatever they like, no, but that goes always pushing what 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 what. I don't know personally for me as an influencer, I wouldn't want to mingle in that. But I saw in yeah. America, it seems to be a big deal. But with that one, it's 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 got like that kind of um right or wrong kind of thing. With us, it's like it's politics. Like that side is like if like when it was Donald Trump, it was like he really was against everything that was. Uh, the foreigners, black people, or whatever. So they had like something to stand against. With us, I feel like it's really tricky. And mm, mm. but I feel like now more than ever, I think it's really important to for people to raise their voice because I mean our government is really doing a crappy yes. job. So they can have opinions on it, but they can't say they can have an opinion and say I'm choosing this because I, not because I'm getting paid to say hey. ANC, no, no, no. Like, it must sound like very personal and less advertising. Yes. It's a tricky yes. one with politics. That one is very tricky. Remember when um, Bonang, aka, and all those people, when uh, Ramaphosa was coming in and they were busy, like, hey, doing lies, Libona. And when everything fell into <laughs> people were like, how? Were you guys not the ones there busy smiling with the president? No, no. You know what I mean? So I, that one can always come and bite you in the ass. Especially yeah, I do think mm. I do think it's it's dangerous waters for an influencer to play around with the politics game, especially because um, as you're saying, you know, like it somewhat boxes you. If you're gonna say I'm this party, um, like people are gonna expect you to stick with that and it might cause contentions it might not and you you're not sure um in terms of like <laughs> is it a game you want to play i mean there are politics influences mm-hmm. um i'm interested to hear how you say the americans um um mix it up all together you know um, what have you seen that way? no no what them is i mean they mix it up in a sense that's what i'm saying this is like i mean it, it's politics but i don't know it's the it's the politics of Okay, now we're still living in like we still have load shedding, but we must vote for them. Our roads are crap. Everything has just been like, like guys, you guys have been in the game for long, and there's nothing that shows for it. And that side, um, celebrities, influencers can 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 confidently come out and say, guys, you need to go vote for the right party because Donald Trump is trying to kill us black people. Blah, blah, blah. So that one seems like it's um. I don't know. It has that thing. Yes, I would also stand against, uh, stand for it confidently because, I mean, he's trying to oppress the people. He's a racist. Mm. He's this. He's this. Is this? So that one, inally, I mean, yes, the the one they're not, um, they're not fighting like, oh, guys, we don't have clean water. We don't have. Besides that, they're not a third world country or whatever. But like, they're not fighting that battle. They fighting the fact of the. The whole thing, yeah, the race, yeah, the black people, people being killed. Like, it's it's serious things where you're like, it's either good or bad. So it's like, are you choosing the good side or yeah. the bad side? With us, it's like, it's real politics. Like, you can't really go out and say, no, guys, I've been living. Like, for instance, in Amansko, we don't have clean water. So I can stand and say, guys, yes. I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm against Cyril or ANC, but I'm just saying they've been in power. So I want to see what would be of difference if someone else in power came in. Now again, then we're going to be, yeah. I know, I know we're not talking politics like that, but uh, then again, we're going to be arguing. Then we don't have a, another, I mean, we're going to have a Malima and then that means we're doing war. Like 
we might be on some Zimbabwe stuff because I don't know how he is with white people. You know what I mean? Like he ha- he's not in he's not yeah. hiding how he feels about them and the whole land thing. So with him, we know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be game time. He's not gonna play. Then we've got the DA, and then if you're going for the DA, then it seems like you're going for white people, a party that's run by white people. And I mean, honestly, I don't want that for myself. So you know. Yeah. So I mm. mean, I definitely agree with you in terms of um them raising their voices to uh service delivery that isn't going as yes. it should be. So if there's potholes everywhere. Um, um, influencers going online and sharing pictures and saying this is what happens in this neighborhood or mm. this is what happens at this police station. This is how they treat um, uh, people. We came in and we tried to do this. And, you know, that sort of stuff is really, really great. Mm. Um, so, yes. And I also agree that I would want them to uh, remind us when to vote and show off that Yay. they've gone to vote and um, encourage people to go vote. And... Uh, for me, I think that's where, like, also in um, standing up for policy reform, you know, like, if there's a big decision that's being made and needs public commentary, like, letting us know, Guti. And I'm not saying that Umuntu Manje, if they are an influence, like, Mele Bapipising in politics, but policy reform and stuff like that. Whatever's close to your heart, um, I would want you to be able to be like, yo, did you know that this thing is being passed and there's this question that's being happening and you, we must go comment and go to this website or something like that, you know, something that speaks to, um, um, let's have, let's make our voices be heard. And this is, this is what it means to be in a democracy. This is mm. what it means. It's not only just going and making your voice be heard by voting, but also making your voice be heard when a decision is being made in terms of, are we going to make sex work illegal or not illegal? Or Mm. um, are we going to allow schools to do this or not do that? Are we going to give land back with and without paying the people? Or, you know, things like that, where you can say to people, guys, listen, go to this website. It gave me all this information. I also did that. I also did that. But Mm. um, the... uh, that's about as much as I'd want them to get involved in my politics, you know? I, I definitely hear you. But do you think, I mean, I'm not saying, Horim, our influencers are, or maybe I haven't tapped into that niche, like where I found people who are influencers who actually talk about things that actually matter. Like, and get into it fully. Except that girl who did a blender, or like, the other one, and then now people are attacking her. There was one who was trying to be an activist of some sorts, but it like she then probably realized later that being an activist is hard. It's not the one who ended up dating a, an, a, yeah, an, a, an alleged yeah. abuser. But I feel like maybe some alleged. people are. I don't know. Like I just don't know people who. I mean, everyone's good at what they they like. Maybe for instance, uh, Joe Human with what he influences, Bo Mash, Bo 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 Dennis, and whoever in their field. But I've never really come across maybe that's me not following the right people an influencer who comes and they're like they they could be doing beauty or whatever but have like actually strong opinions on things that affect us as south africans so maybe that's yeah, why know, also we don't have that yeah you know and the thing is i i don't want to bring celebrities earlier on you had mentioned celebrities i don't want to bring them in on this mm. con- conversation because celebrities and politics have meddled quite often you know and we've mm-hmm, seen it mm-hmm, happen mm-hmm. in the large media and stuff like that not only telling people to vote but also um performing at um 
private events of uh, um, parties and stuff like that. So that already speaks on it for itself. But mm. I think with influencers, we, we are yet to see influencers speak their politics on um, South African platforms, unless the person is a political influencer in that they do political commentary already, or they are a journalist who um, utilizes, who leverages the power of social media to get their views out there or something like that. But in terms of our everyday beauty influences and stuff like that, them getting into politics and telling us about, and not only politics, but also, um, 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 I want to say, um, public discourse on um, things that are happening. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because something interesting happened. It was a mm. phenomenon that was written um, in an article for Tech Central. Uh, it's titled Payola for Powerships, um, Social Media Influences, Big Payday. And the article is by uh, the journalist Andrew Fraser. Fraser, I'm not Fraser. sure what it is. Yeah. Fraser. Um <laughs> So it's quite an interesting article. And in it, he supposes, he alleges that um, certain, or yeah, he alleges that certain influences were paid for a certain, um, to create good publicity, positive publicity about um, a certain tender deal that has happened. Mm. Um, and when you look at the graphs and the scales and everything like that, it, it doesn't look like a trending topic because it was a trending topic. It looks like it was a paid campaign, hmm. you know? Um, hmm. But what's quite interesting, and now that brings the questions of morals and stuff like that, like um, when our influences are being paid to shift a narrative in public media and in social media and through hashtags and stuff like that, what does this mean, you know? Hmm. Because hmm. these hmm. people... Hmm are not called influencers for nothing. A hundred thousand followers is not um, you and just your neighbors. You know, that's a lot of people. Yeah. I remember uh, Sipo's, was it Sipo or who said, um, um, imagine you, you think 500 followers is small, but put 500 people in a room and you think, you realize to yourself, oh my goodness, these are yes, people imagine, right now. Yes, imagine, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> um, true. So, so, so knowing that these people circulate, and these are just people with few numbers, there's people with 32,000 followers and stuff like that. And I think it's quite interesting. So I just want to give you a backstory to um, this issue that's happening. So there's a company called Car Powership, right? It's a company based in Turkey. And what it does is that they provide power to um, countries through a floating power plant. So a ship that would be docked at the harbor of a country. And then um, they would then send power into the country. Um, so they, on the ship, it would, you, it would be a gas-operated power station. And right now they service a lot of third world um, um, countries. They've had about, they've been in establishment since 2010 and they've had about 25 power ships completed. And they successfully undertake a variety of commercial structures such as independent power producing for um, um, countries long-term and short-term, as well as power purchase agreements and rental contracts and power, sh uh, power ship fleet. Now, I'm, think I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, okay, it's exactly, quite, like, it's quite a like, bad story. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to be involved? Uh-huh. Yes. So, now, if you think about it, we've been experiencing load shedding quite a lot in South Africa. Yes. 
And what these ships, what this company is proposing to do is bring these ships and add, um, which will add more um, electricity to the grid, which will then mitigate the issue of load shedding because then we'd have extra power coming into the grid to assist ESCOM and city power and all of those things. So that when Midupe is down or whichever power stations are down, um, we do have these ships. So they want to bring three ships Mm -hmm. and they want to bring these ships and put them on the harbors and let them um, provide extra electricity to South Africa. So, I mean, there is a tender that's gone out where um, government is looking for um, power produce, um, production to assist with the grid. So it's called the Risk Mitigation Independent Power Producer Procurement Program. And what it wants to do is that it wants to sign a 20-year deal with um, a power producing companies to produce power for South Africa to help the grid and everything like that and assist with mitigating um, what you call this load shedding and blackouts and stuff like that. So this company, mm. Car Powership, was, um, it has a very dodge history in South Africa. First of all, um, it seems to always show up when when days are dark, you know, when days are dark mm. and friends are few yeah. for South <laughs> Africa. <laughs> so in 2015, when we first had like the, the worst of um, the ESCOM blackouts, that's when they showed up saying, hey, listen, we can give you this. Ho, ho, ho. And they were told no. Then in 2018, when elections were coming up and ANC knew that, you know what, if we're going to win people's votes, and we are speaking about a solution to ESCOM. Like, that's definitely something we need to do. Mm. So they came in going, oh, ho, 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 let's come and give you power. <laughs> and the people are just like, no, thank you. Uh, we're good. We don't need you. So then they came in 2020. Now, this is where this tender deal and stuff becomes contentious because they needed some um, clearance, land clearance, and some environmental act clearance to be eligible to enter for this tender deal. And they weren't. Then there was this huge um, pandemic that hit. And it in policy, in the um, procurement policy, there is a, a section that allows for um, certain rules to be put aside for the sake of quickly procuring something that will definitely help in an emergency. Mm-hmm. So they used that rule to apply to say, yo, you guys are going to, South Africa is going to need power because ventilators need electricity. And with all of these blackouts that ESCOM has, um, it won't be sustainable. People are going to die. Mm. So then all of those permits that they needed, government was like, Yo, you know what, this is an emergency. Here you go. You are eligible to provide relief assistance during COVID without needing that background, that long, intense background check and stuff like that, mm, mm, you know? Mm. Yeah. So they got those permits. Now it's come to find that they used that to apply for this deal where they're going to get the 20 years, even though they didn't get the permits, the proper consent to not use land and stuff like that. And they did Mm. the environmental checks. They used this emergency COVID thing to allow them to be eligible for this 20 year deal. And now they are being investigated for how can you use that basically? Because you said you 
you you coming to provide power during COVID because ventilators are going to need power. And also now, um, the minister of um, what what was it? The minister of who was it again? I forgot who. Someone who's in charge there was like, we're revoking this um, license because um, the situation isn't as what it was. What they described was that we'd need desperate power for ventilators, but that was never the case. If Mm. you think about it, ever since COVID started, there wasn't ever an issue of, oh, you know, yes, there was an issue of load shedding, but there wasn't too much of an issue of, because if you think about it, hospitals had become accustomed to load shedding so they've got generators you know so they weren't too worried about load shedding because they've got generators therefore there wasn't that need of extra power because there's generators available so Mm. the government is able to revoke your license based on what you proposed not being what is actually happening on the ground so now they want to revoke their license for that. But Ngapa, these people are trying to push this, this um, oh, we don't need consent because we were given um, emergency access and we can apply for this 20-year deal. So there's basically a lot of investigation that's going on with this um, tender in that there's some misdoing that happened over here with how this company is now all of a sudden a front runner in receiving this tender for 20 years and they want to bring three ships. They haven't done an environment check apparently so one investigation is that they didn't do an environment assessment impact assessment check to see what it's going to do for yeah to see what it's going to do for fish life yes i I was wondering like are they doing something that's gonna like is that like maybe like you know how some people will say when they are doing something that's like recyclable or whatever that okay maybe the smoke that's coming from the whatever is going to do this you know evaporate into but i was wondering like what is that what's going to happen with that with that number one so they didn't do environmental yeah they don't do an environment check to see what's happening um, in, in or how it's going to affect fish fisheries mm-hmm. because there's local fishermen at these harbors. So if they if the fish die there, these people's livelihood is impacted. They can't feed their families, you know? Exactly. Um, so there's one investigation with regards to that. There's another investigation with regards to the tender process in terms of um, did they use this clearance for COVID-19 as a means to get in and be eligible for this 20-year deal, Mm. even though they don't have the correct paperwork to allow them to get into this 20-year deal. And there's another investigation in terms of um, uh, competition and um, competitors who are competing for this tender because they were saying one thing that kept on changing is that the rules seem to keep on changing in benefit towards car powership. So because these people are bringing ships, one of the rules is that it department would say is that um, uh, companies that want the tender were not permitted to uh, use um, what you call this um, uh, existing um, construction if they're going to use existing construction to bring the power they need to tear down the facility and erect something new and something like that and obviously that wasn't a problem for people that are coming in with ships you know yes. they're like oh okay cool we're bringing new ships that are not um that are that are built now we can get it done in 10 weeks we don't need to um we're not people who are coming and saying oh we've done this for other companies we do this uh, for other countries uh. Just jump onto our grid. Just jump onto our system. So it obviously challenges the tender when you're saying to a company, no, you're going to need to build new facilities. Like that increases the cost quite a lot. And here you've got a company saying, oh, it's generally what we were going to do. You know, we're fine. We don't need to build new facilities. 
um, facilities and stuff like that, you know? So the, the tender process, there's, there's another thing, another, um, what you call this, um, investigation and lawsuit that's going on with regards to that. And all of this I'm saying to say is that this car powership does, hasn't built a good reputation in terms of um, it's trying to penetrate the South African market in terms of people watching its behavior and now how it's gotten this tender. There are questions left and right. It's the, the, the public outlook on it. The optics is very negative mm. at the moment. Mm, it didn't so look positive, Andrew, yeah? It doesn't look positive. So now Andrew, Andrew writes this article on the 17th of May and it speaks about influencer marketing being used as a tool to change public opinion, which I think was very interesting. Um, so we know influencer marketing is definitely when an influencer is being paid to promote a certain product or service on their social media accounts. Um, it varies according to what the influencer will do, whether it's going to do a post or they're going to do a post and their story. Usually they have a link that tells people where to go. Um, depending on how many followers they have, they can have a swipe up function where it goes straight to. So influ influencer marketing is big, you know, basically, basically it's big. Very big. I mean, I must say it was very smart of them to even have that as an approach politically. So, and I think, yeah, I, I honestly, yes. And I honestly think what's quite interesting is that when they, when the company Car Powership is asked about it, they say, no, they don't know about it. They don't do this um, marketing strategy. They didn't, they didn't um, pay, neither does the PR company know about any of this. And it means someone who wants this deal to go ahead might have just gone to someone and say listen yeah how can we how can we change opinion so what happened is that um in the week of um the 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 13th around the 13th of may um there were a flurry of tweets with the hashtag car powership essay mm -hmm. and the first one started with daniel mervin um we all know who daniel mervin is on twitter i'm sure a lot of you who are on that platform know him he's quite a familiar face quite a polarizing face as well and in his tweet, he says, thank you at Power FM 98.7, at Power FM 987 for bringing this thought council to the listeners so they can understand the transition of energy in a cheaper way. I guess we will defeat load shedding. Hashtag car powership essay. Hashtag alternative energy. And what was very strange about this is that on the day that he's saying thanks to Power FM, Ahuna interview or anything that happened that day that we spoke about. <laughs> but you know what? Like if I was if I was watching and then I mean I'll just be like, uh also because they use people who are influential and like have that kind of who start trends on Twitter. So if somebody like yes. that says I'm, I'm not going to go to Power FM and check and prove, check, uh, prove the fact or, oh, they had this interview. I'll be like, wow, actually, let me look into it. Yeah, this is not even a bad idea. Maybe we do need um this what, 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 what. Because I was just like, wait, how do you have the balls to even tag Power FM? Dude, that's the thing. So apparently there was some sort of a discussion on Power FM about this, but it only happened three weeks earlier. Three weeks earlier, Kanazo Ibong in Power FM for this great and robust discussion. <laughs> and then afterwards, like you're saying, it was a lot of influencers who are now tweeting and responding and also using hashtag 
Car Powership SA. Like literally, guys, there are so many of them who are just like saying all the best of things. And this happened for like a period of two hours. At underscore Gutli underscore Nduli says, hashtag Car Powership SA. People can't be against the project that will help us as a country and increase job opportunities. Mm. Hashtag Alternative Energy will definitely help solve this load shedding problem we've been facing. And she even puts a screenshot of power fm but like nothing in the screenshot there's nothing that says that this is a conversation it's just power's details on radio you can see on on the web you can see power 987 live nothing that says on air we have money this is what is being discussed you know um mm. just um uh a red herring basically at king underscore kokisa says hashtag cow Car Powership SA, hashtag alternative energy. This project also works to comply with all environmental legislation, meaning it is not a high-risk project that could potentially cause harmful effect to the environment. Honestly speaking, we shouldn't be experiencing load shedding and power outages. Car Powership <laughs> SA is the real solution to that. And also it brings hashtag alternative energy. So now the alternative energy thing is very big because... This um, tender is all about that. Yes. Um, South Africa is trying to find um, ways in which, and which is what Zuma was trying to do with the nuclear deal. He wanted to bring nuclear as a source of energy um, that South Africa could tap into as a solution for load shedding, you know? Mm, mm, um, mm, wind mm. energy, gas energy, um, um, sun, what's, what's the sunlight energy? Solar energy. Yes. I nearly said, said sun ray energy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so another one over here at Theon Carter saying some job opportunities will definitely be created and the economy of our country will rise. Hashtag car powership is a hashtag alternative energy. And there were even a lot more where you had these um um follow these influencers with quite a number of followers tweeting like all of the this um um engagement on this hashtag car powership SA came from people with large <laughs> followers yeah. on twitter and it wasn't just one tweet like these people were creating original tweets like 200 original tweets 100 original tweets retweeting and all of that stuff um each other about these tweets over and over again which was very strange very especially strange. because huh? yes especially because this happened literally in the week where um um, this huge investigative journalist um, organization, Amapungani, was going to release these two articles that were speaking about these nefarious goings on with this tender thing, you know? Yeah. And you have this sort of week where all of these people are saying, this is the deal we need, all of these influences. Yes, this is right. This is great. Job creation, alternative energy. And then there's all, then, then all of a sudden there's these two reports that come out that... Uh, um, saying a uh, hold up. I think maybe we might have missed what's actually happening over here. Mm. You know, but I mean, how dangerous is that? Very yeah? dangerous. But also, weren't weren't most of the big people? Let's say the the big influencers on 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 thing. If they were, if they were play, they were if they were paid, and if we did investigate that, okay, th these people were paid for this. Shouldn't they be like, also, that's what's boring about like the influencer thing. Cause there isn't like, we don't have a union where somebody can almost like demote you because it's very, yes. it's wrong because you have to, if you're getting paid or somebody is 
giving you something for, for you to, to advertise. You either say it's gifted or you say it's an ad. It's yeah, very so, important you know, to, to yeah. say it, it's an ad. So, you know, the thing is about that. Now, mm-hmm. Here's the interesting thing is that I, I vaguely remember it being that the onus isn't on the influencer. Uh-huh. Yes, the influencer mor- morally for your audiences, you want to be transparent and let them know that it looks good on you that you are morally transparent and letting them know that I've been paid to show you this product, you guys. Here it is and here's what I think about it. But if you don't do it... um. Uh, the people who will get penalized are not the influencer. It's the brand who gets penalized. But I feel like we had an episode discussing exactly this. Maybe I understand that. Yes. But like, it's, it's a must. There's, there's no way somebody is like every week posting Maybelline and they're not... Wait. So No, uh-huh. I definitely agree with you. It is a must. It is a must. But now what what they say the thing oh, is you think it, that this co- was done very strategically covered for that this was, for that as well even if yes. it was like okay. okay yeah so and this is the evidence that comes out of what andrew's article is saying so okay. first of all um i'll get into that now now ne? Mm-hmm. so first of all andrew is saying that this is very strange because usually when something is a hot topic in South Africa, mm. a lot of the traffic comes from um, people with a low number of followings talking about the topic. And this is very true. Whenever something is a trending topic on Twitter and you open the hashtag, it's not the biggest of influencers who are always just no, talking wire, wire about it. Yeah. And he does this by showing us a graph of a topic that was trending in South Africa around the same time. And you can literally see that it's people with a really, really low following. People with like um, 500 and less followers who are busy talking about this topic. And you get the spikes of people who um, have high followers here and there because you get your Sibum Banzas or your Daniels or your advocates um Barry's um chime in yeah. on the topic yeah. with a with a tweet here or two responding to what's going on using the hashtag. But with this it was a lot of high volume coming from people with a lot of followers. People f- with with like a good thousand something followers going mm. up, 50,000 going up, 150,000 towards at some point, maybe even leaning towards 800,000 followers. All of this um, engagement on this hashtag is coming from people with um, high followers. And mm. the only way that is duplicatable is he shows is when brands are paying influencers to do a campaign. So when the Influencers are actually using hashtag ad and they're doing a proper campaign as they should. Mm -hmm. That's when the two graphs look the same. Not when people are generally talking about something. Does it look like Power Ships hashtag when they on that day when they were when it was hashtag Power Ship SA? Their their metrics look more towards like a campaign that was paid for rather than a natural conversation that came out. And to further support this, he had another graph that shows, you know, when, um, so it shows like when people are talking about something yeah. and it connects the lines. And then also um, it builds like little circles around uh, what you call this, um, the, the networks that the people have where the lines connect. So, mm. um, 
then from there you'll see Ogoti, oh, here are the people, here are the sort of audiences that speak about this topic. In those circles, none of all of this traction was coming from, um, did none of none of all of this traction touched with Kapowship's Twitter account or handles. It was only the hashtag. But all the other accounts, they are tweeting amongst each other, but none of them are tweeting with um, the hashtag, with, with, with the original account. And he says in his article, what is interesting is that despite the thousands of tweets and retweets, there is not a single connection between this large interconnected cluster and the small clean the small green cluster in the top right. He's speaking about this graph. Mm, and he mm, says mm. the small cluster contains the official at Car Powership SA account. So despite tweeting multiple times using the hashtag, hashtag Car Powership SA, not a single user in the main cluster mentioned the comp- company's account. Mm. Which, if you're promoting something and saying it's good, it's great, it's going to work for why, us, yeah. why wouldn't why wouldn't you tag the original exactly. account? Exactly. And that's like the... That's especially like if you're tweeting out of like... Yeah, especially if you're tweeting out of personal opinion, you know? Mm. So this says to me, someone was told, yeah, they must tweet, but they must use the hashtag. No, they mustn't use the main account. They mustn't use the main account, you know? And also uh. as, a, as a form to divert that it's not paid for, you know? Because if they did use the main account, it could look like sponsored um, posts, especially because it's influencers who are tweeting about the topic. Touché. So therefore, we, we would have to see hashtag ad. And that that's, that's not how you change public opinion. He mm. goes on to say, while influencer campaigns aren't necessarily unethical, in the case of hashtag car powership essay campaign, what is being promoted is not a product for sale or a social responsibility activity. It is a PR narrative. This is a dark PR, a form of astroturfing, which is portraying a certain view as or- originating as grassroots comment, mm. when in fact it is corporate messaging, which is disturbing. He says it is highly likely that somebody involved with Car Powership SA Consortium has invested a substantial sum to buy these tweets. It may not have been the company itself or even the PR firm, but somebody close to the tender who has paid this money um, to try to sway public opinion the day before the two negative articles were published. So this is now my thing about, you know, how involved do we want do we want influencer marketing and politics to be involved? Should we have restrictions on how far you use influencer marketing? Because if you can manipulate something like this, where people are even referring to a radio interview that didn't happen, people mm. are saying, this is great, this is good, this is great. Mm. How many people, how many of the 100,000 followers, 50,000 followers, can we easily influence to believing, yeah, why don't we have ships that come and give us power? Too Without fair. thinking of what, what does that actually mean? What does that actually mean for the country? What does a 20-year deal mean? What does it mean for people who um, get fish from there and sell it? You know, mm. do we want influencers to be involved in the way politics and swaying public opinions or something? What do you think about that? Yo, that is so... I mean, you, you can, I can play like even the devil's advocate and say things like, I mean, it's not like our government's doing something right. In the sense, Yahori, if they could also be wanting to vouch for their own people to come in for their own benefits. Even if it was yeah. gonna, it's gonna benefit all of us that okay, we don't longer have um uh, load sharing, but they're like, ah, oh, guys, let's rather work with the mang 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 because remember we've got that other deal with them, so let's try whatever. So I'm not saying, Hore, 
um, they're innocent, but I feel like our government's also maybe wanting to let the person who's their person in the circle, as opposed to like, ah, this person or whatever, in, 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 in. and then also on top mm. of that, it's like, so now we must be like, I mean, it's dangerous because these are influential people who can like really change our opinions if you were really like really gullible. Cause I mean, someone else can go and do research. Like, okay, what is this thing? Because before you mentioned yeah. it, I had no idea what this thing is about. So now I'm like, Oh, I'm aware of it. Oh, let me see what these implications will be that, Oh, am I going to uh, be involved? Some people are just, just go and read on, t- uh, on Twitter, like as if it's fact, but then someone else can come like, there's no jobs. Even if they've got high numbers, they're not necessarily like, um, you know, your Michal is on Instagram where they actually work a lot with products. I don't know how Twitter influencers work specifically, but yes, let's say they're popular and some of them did start the accounts because they were the first to come up with news, you know, like they, they knew the ends of, of on, on everything. So we're like, oh, I need to follow maybe the rewind because I know the rewind, they will always have the scoop on this, 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 this. And then it, and then it just um, happens. You know what I mean? So then they're like, yeah. Ah, job money let me get this because you know what i mean that article yeah. came out it's you and i discussing it but there's money imagine if let's say that company paid me i know I'm, i know ethically that's just like wrong oh my god blah 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 blah. but like that company is like listen dude when i was your hundred and what 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 dude i can give you even a 50k or a what what because they've got the money yes then yeah. it's like yeah. it's that See, that's exactly why uh I don't want them to be involved in politics and swaying public opinion because influencers are fickle. They, they, they sway where the money takes them, you know? And I think you could say the same about celebrities and stuff like that. We've seen celebrities, um, be more accountable to them, um, um, be doing things that are wrong and you know it's so interesting that you speak about um how it happens because one thing that really came out that was really strange about all of these people that were tweeting about car powership is so great is that when you look at their content and none of their content ever goes on about any of these things you know someone it's who unrelated. was tweeting about <laughs> it's and it's completely unrelated someone who tweets about cars every day all of a sudden is speaking about um alternative energies and <laughs> this is the solution we need to stop load shedding apart from you complaining about load shedding you never chime in on those things you are busy selling makeup you are busy selling clothing products you are busy um um being commentating on on videos and stuff like that all of a sudden so far my hashtag um this is the Afri- the solution that we need um we've had enough and all of that so it really it really it looks like you know that that whole paying thing you know because the mm. content adikopani adikopani kirekadi multiplier kadi multiplier adikopani what's really scary for me is the um... I mean, like, I understand, like, you know, this influencer thing is new in the country, but how people are also so gullible. Like, I sometimes maybe I'll see, like, uh, influencers who will say things like, um, uh, guys, I, I, you know, I've started this product. Like, some people will just go buy the product and then in DM you and say, hey, I got those products you spoke about. Kind of how do they work? And I'm like, what do you mean? So did you not go do research, watch YouTube videos, see if this is for your skin type, yes. everything? So not yes. just because Bongani said he came and he's got a new twisting method for his dreadlocks, that, that's, that's, you think that's the thing because it works for Bongani. You don't even know Bongani's texture for the hair. You don't know if, because he lives in a human environment or not, it's what, you just assume my hair is going to look like Bongani's if I buy this product. So that's what scares me. Besides them, 
besides them having uh being involved in politics but that the power they have and if we're not a smart yeah. audience we're about to be screwed because Nahana, if I was someone who was like, oh, whatever, like, yo, uh, uh, I'm really also going to retweet and let me push for this mission because obviously, yes, everyone has complaints about because, um, uh, uh, what's yeah. this load shedding and how it's really dropping the productivity of everything and everyone. Yeah, and I mean, imagine the way they're selling it. Uguti, um, it's solving jobs. It's yes, creating number jobs. number one. And that's the um, biggest issue in the country. It's solving load shedding, number two. Again. Uh-huh. And um, I forgot what was the last point that they were saying. Oh, it's alternative energy. So um, we won't be relying on coal power and stuff like that. So it can last nice and long. I mean, it even the, the thing is about even the tender is that it even at some point started leaning towards um, companies that seem to have um, gas as the solution. And these power ships create power using gas. And people are like, how does a tender that is looking for alternative power producing plants um, lean towards just one solution in the request in the tender what they need you know mm-hmm. how do you do that that's why they're saying that it's suspicious and stuff like that which I mean all of these things do raise an eyebrow but uh, you know you were speaking earlier on about influencers not using hashtag ad and all of that should they be held accountable for um, spreading misinformation for, for a price when we find out oh, when a lento lena we promote our valley Back, batala. Is is they? Do you think we should hold like, them accountable? No, I mean, I feel like they're big enough to have maybe like a team manager or access to information. So before you take something as big as this and you know who who's involved, this was like a big deal. So I mean, they won't pay six thousand. Eh, 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 no, obviously, before taking it, you've got a contract, or they tell you brief. Yeah, okay, dude, um, this is what we need you to do, and then we're gonna be paying you. Uh, 30 plus K, whatever. So obviously you probably have your managers uh, or people who can advise if this is a good deal. I mean, some people just go with it like and hope not to to be caught because also who's going to come and say, no one has the influencer manual. Yes, there's that thing, Mara. They will find the company and then what? But also a lot of people are their own everything. They're their own managers. They're their own assistant. They're their own talent they all of that you know they're still breaking into this game but some of them i won't lie to you i do agree to you i do agree with you is that there are apps and tools like humans and things like that that you just sign up and you put your your number of influences that number of followers that you have mm. and then the gigs come to you all you need to do is put together somewhat of a proposal of how you would do this how much you would charge and then it's bada bing bada boom you know yeah. so you might find that maybe that's the route one of these people used when they were trying to sway public opinion and thought you know what let's use influencer marketing but earlier on i was asking you do you think we should prohibit influencer marketing in certain sectors um like in politics maybe in health as well imagine influencers being paid to promote something that's not healthy like this eye surgery that changes the color of your eye and people are going blind we've got influencers busy marketing and saying oh i've i've lived and now i can live my dream and have um exotic looking eyes and stuff Ooh, like that you know do you think, i feel like do you think maybe... we should have sectors that we should block influencer yeah, marketing from I penetrating so. i think so or, or maybe like sometimes if it's not in the niche i know that one is harsh because sometimes maybe like an algorithm can pick up this content I yes, because then that's also and then like, it flags it or something like yeah, that or, or I don't know because I remember there 
was a time I always used this example. Yes, I was doing that campaign. We were Edgar's or whatever, and they were talking about sustainable clothes. Uh, yes, and you're like, she's fast fashion. Yes, and I was like, no, this is she's fast fashion. Like, why? You know what I mean? It's like just for the bag, but also you see that's tricky. It's it's still fashion. Yeah. The difference is that it's not fast fashion or whatever, whatever. But like that's very very tricky. But I think maybe we need a union, like something that really does govern this uh, influencer thing because I feel like that's why influencers in the country can really they just can do the most with whatever they want because there isn't we don't have a thing or people who say this is allowed and that's not allowed and if this is allowed you can go report this person here or whatever because I mean they can what yeah. cancel you and then once you come back next month you're back and then no one's gonna cancel you're still a fave so yes I feel and like ICCSA yes uh, so. It would it would really help having that also like those kind of rules. But then also, what about someone who does speak about politics? Because if we can't just close off and yeah. say someone can't discuss politics, someone can't discuss cars, but then we can Michaeli can keep her position, uh, Tandi Gama can keep her position. But then you guys are closing off my field where I like to talk about uh, polit- politics and whatever. So it's also maybe about like the brand. Yeah, like someone knowing... who's a health influencer. Yeah, now we're saying you can't make money because um influencer marketing is not used in the health sector. It's prohibited. Yes. But what also, if you are a health influencer, uh, you know? That's true. But maybe then we can hold our companies accountable. Because like, yes, Michaeli is trending. That's good. But like, is that her, her, her thing? Like, yes, she can talk about hygiene or whatever, yes, in passing because she's a human, she does. But there's people who can go in depth who do work and research on it. So maybe you're like, ah, oh, I want a pretty face and a what, what, then look for it. There are people, it's just about the companies being lazy also. Yeah, you know, I think when I was saying ICCSA, I was playing off of the Broadcasting Complaints Commission oh, yeah. of South <laughs> Africa. And we have the influencing Influencers Complaints Commission of South Africa, where influencers sign up. Once you have a certain number, 1,000 and up followers, you sign up and um, anyone who has complaints and we want to take you down or we suspect that you are pushing a campaign that is not true to your values and what you constantly yes. sell as on your content, someone can flag it and say, listen, this campaign, here's the proof. Look at all of these things that they've done before. I logo. Clearly they're doing it for the money. But then I guess it would also block people who are rebranding. What happens when you're rebranding and you don't want to talk about makeup and hair and stuff. Now you want to talk about a whole DIY stuff. You refill the form again. You inform the union. Things are changing. Why must... I understand, but you can do that at a at a normal company. I can go to school. UNISA, they know I'm on a schooling. What, 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 what. When I come back, I said, yes. hey, guys, this is me. Yes. Now I'm educated. Yeah. I don't just have that one degree. Now I've got my, my, my post-grad, what, what, ing, ing. Then I can apply for jobs at a next level. You know what I mean? Or maybe you feel like yeah. you know, the travel world is more money or this. You can rebrand or whatever, but I just feel like some people really do abuse that, that power. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think my last question is, um, should there be stricter regulations around um, the uploading of ads by influencers? So maybe not just hashtag ad, maybe they should put a disclaimer in the caption and say that um, this is a paid for spo- a post and yada, 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 yada. I don't know. Some do, some don't. Is that something that's done? Um, I know it's done a lot on YouTube, but mm-hmm. is it done on Instagram? Is it done on Twitter, you know? Um, and then secondly, maybe they should um, 
add a sensor for seeing content. You know, sometimes when someone's um when when the sensitive content um, yeah, Instagram yeah. blocks the person asks you. So maybe do you think when um Sarah Langer posts an ad, there's a blockage first that says this is sponsored content. Are you sure you want to see it? And then you can say yes or no, you mm. know? You can just see Sarah Langer on top there and you can decide yes or no, should I or should I not see it, you know? Yeah. And if you've caught honestly, if you're caught breaking these rules, then like you're saying, there should be stricter enforcement in terms of how what are the repercussions that um you are faced with when we catch you breaking these rules. That is so that is so so true. Because sometimes I remember there was a girl I used to watch on YouTube. But then there was a time in her her period when she comes on, she always has ads. Yes, and I understand, Bongani, because we need to understand how these are, this is people's salaries. They live off this thing. But literally, yeah. oh, she never vlogged. Nah? But only time she put on a video was when there's an ad. Always there's an ad, there's an ad, there's an ad. I'm just like, I just felt like, dude, that's rude. Like, you're never here. And then when you come, you just want to do ads. So you're using ads. Yeah, that's not nice. So yeah, you're coming. Like, you're, honestly, it's the ads that, it's the sponsors and the ads that are mm, putting you back here. It's so not you just come on YouTube just to, yeah, she can be gone two months. And that next month, if she comes, then it's like only like sponsored, sponsored, sponsored. Then I'm just like, no, I don't think, I don't think I like her content because you just want to get your back. That's good. But then I don't want to be lied because, lied to because you're, like, you're not even connected with us. You know, some people who are like, oh, my goodness, guys, I wouldn't have been here without you. Whether they're getting sponsored or not, they will post content. So, yeah, there's, is it is it Zoe Shag or whatever, the one from the UK, one of those big YouTubers, her videos herself, like, will even have on the, on the what's that, when you title the video? The subject um, one. Y- yeah. Yes, the title was, of the video. Yes, on the title of the video, okay, when it comes there with the thumbnail, so there when it's written like, oh, Puns and Bongani uh, rewind, and then she'll just say stroke um, ad. Every description, every every title of a video will show if it's an ad or not. Because mm, I feel like some people mm, like to know that, because sometimes mm, I get really annoyed. I'm just like, yo, how is mm, it? But also in the same breath, I understand that they need to get paid. So it's such a tricky mm, one. I wish someone's working towards like, you know, having it like as an official thing and not just like Yeah. Yeah. There's a YouTuber I watch, Johnny Harris, when he has a sponsored post, um, not a sponsored post, sponsored content. When he gets into the ad part of his video, he shows, you know, the ad bar on YouTube and that yellow bar that moves at the bottom. He does that for his as well. So it starts to fill the screen for as long as the ad is. So when you're fast forwarding, you know when it's about to end by just looking at that yellow bar and you know, okay, cool. I don't need to hear all of this. And then you get there. So those are, those are nice ways for the influencers themselves to make, um, um, like you're saying, your example as well, to make uh, consuming the content um, uh, a pleasurable experience in terms of it seems as though they've put us in mind and they don't want us to just consume all of these ads. And also, like you're saying, it's annoying to watch someone who seems like they only create due to the monetary gain of it and they're not creating for the... for. But I guess, um, is it fair to say that everyone who gets onto a platform like instagram twitter and stuff like that especially once they start creating at an excessive pace is to get monetized at some point to make a money out of it yes, or not. Because, i mean some because some people we can argue that some people can be like no but i'm a doctor i'm this this and this is a real job but there's some people this is a real job like 
I don't know if maybe if you haven't done like this kind of content creation, editing, what, what, you know, like how you were saying that you wear all the hats as an influencer. So yes, they must rate um, influencers and take them seriously. But not, I don't know. It's becoming tougher the more I want to argue. <laughs> yes, it's becoming tougher the more I want to argue that, you know, ads and whatever. But at, at the end of the day, it's work. You know what I mean? It's really yeah, work. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think I would appreciate somebody who's in love with creating content. So even if I remember that, I know there's a time, like, for instance, you know, when it's going to be uh, Black Friday or if it's Good Friday, whatever holiday that's big that's coming, usually influencers are busy. Or I don't know what, what was happening around this time. I know Vungai was busy yeah. with a lot of ads. But I didn't mind watching Vungai's ads or taking her information in because. I know Vungai wasn't giving me the best content because there were ads. Yes, six, six of her blocks were filled with, with, with ads back to back with different companies. But I was just like, no, yeah. she's deserving because she works hard because she's not only giving me that when it's ad time. But she's giving you content. Because this is her job. So the work stays, the work speaks for herself. That's why she's getting paid. And that's why I'm going to keep supporting her, keep liking her content or whatever. Not somebody who's just going to come every time only when they, they're now the best work is always, always when it's sponsored or they only post a video when it's whatever. As a fan, I, I, I will feel used. I don't know about other people, but I will feel used and I feel like I, I'm going to unsubscribe or not like this person because every time when they, we don't have content because I mean, let's say now I'm already invested and I'm like, I like this and this about this person. And then they don't do any content. Every time there's content, it's only when they're trying to, influence make us money. to buy something mm. so they can make money i don't mind you making money but like it's your job it's your full-time job then make it about it being your full-time job don't give us half half ass things you know what i mean when you're not getting money but when it's money time it's whatever so i use one guy whatever because throughout it's consistent uh work and when there's an ad sometimes you can pick up what is an ad or whatever but like i just love the fact that it's the the balls never dropped so yeah Make your money, yeah. but also it's your job. It mustn't just stop because if you're not getting a campaign or whatever. You know, for me, um, at tying it back to all of this, it just um, is what is the intent behind it? And exactly. I think Andrew ties it up so nicely over here when he says um, um, influencer campaigns aren't necessarily unethical. It's about what is being promoted. If it's not a product um, for sale or a social responsibility activity, it is a PR narrative. And if you are trying to change people's minds for the worst so that people can gain financially mm. from things, mm. that honestly for me is where the line should be drawn. And it should be drawn within you as a person, as the, the company that's going to go find all these influencers and send them these contracts you sh you yourself should draw that line as the influencer receiving that contract you yourself should draw that line as the um lawyer drafting that contract you yourself should draw that line mm. as the person who's going to the company to go find the influencers you yourself should draw that line like it it it's up to the individual to draw that line yeah. and it's not up to um 
um, it's it's not going to be as easy as getting regulations and stuff like that. People should realize the powers and the dangers of something like this because this is another form of propaganda. I don't know if the, there's that realization that's coming. Yeah. It's, like, it's another form of propaganda to shift people's views and opinions on something. And this is how you're able to ha- end up having people in gas chambers and a whole nation believing that what you're doing is right. Mm. Meanwhile, you are not doing that. It starts small. It starts with things like um, bringing in companies that are not going through the proper processes and procedures in order to get... Why does this company always come when it's dark days in South Africa? Yeah. Why? Why does it exploit emergencies? Does that not speak enough volume Mm -hmm. to what this, what sort of intent is here? Why is it that most of the um, partnerships are with third world countries? And it doesn't seem like they're helping these third world countries, if I'm being honest. Um, I never. When have of, they ever helped? Um, yeah, in terms of providing services for free, because you realize that these countries actually need these things. Mm-hmm. No, there must always be some sort of financial payment and financial gain all the time. Um, that's where we're going to leave it today for uh, the deep digest. It got a little deep, but yeah, hopefully you can digest this, this with all of your energy. <laughs> This is the deepest. I was just like, damn. Where you go? Like to include so both. Poignant for this topic of influencers and watching what they do and being alert of how this industry is growing and where it's growing too. And everything has a good and a bad. If people can make um, livelihoods from sitting at home and telling people, buy this soap buy this, that, buy that, that, without having to be on a national TV, then people can also sit at home and say, vote for this, vote for that, vote for this, without being on a national TV, you know? I just feel like, you know, when you mentioned that now about vote for this, vote for that, it had that level of, you know, in America, if, we, if, if let's say this became a thing in South Africa that influencers didn't just focus on, like, you know, the normal skin routine, what what things, yes, have deep yeah. cuts here and there. It had that level of, you know, in America, when they say, oh, at this age, you can start buying a gun. It's dangerous. Mm, so mm, I don't, mm. I don't know about them getting involved fully. I don't know. Already, it's fine. They can influence there, but that one is very, very dangerous. So for me, I feel like it would, it would be equivalent to that. Because imagine yeah. somebody, Michele can just tweet something and then that's it. You know what I mean? So that's it. Yeah. How I many don't... people are gonna just blindly follow? Yeah, um, that is but true. yeah. You're listening to the rewind. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. At the rewind underscore SA. And send an email to the rewind at gmail.com. Come on! Word on the street. Here we go again. So we are back here with another word on the street here from South Africa to London. Um, I, I, I know we've got one more word on the street. Um, let's hear what Mzazi has to say. Uh, this is something that I actually need to learn and start practicing. I haven't mm. really created any boundaries with my loved ones. Mm. But I am hoping in the long run or as I do progress in life and learn some few things, I'll be able to create um boundaries that i'm very comfortable with and that are respective to both me and in the long run my loved ones if not now then when if not you then who yeah it has to be you first i maybe she means gradually get to it 
But for me, I'm so scared that it becomes so naturally now. Like I've mastered the boundaries thing. Like not mastered it, but it's it, it's not even selfishly, but it's me first. Everything is me first. Like you know how I always tell you about my younger brother not understanding how to read the room and boundaries. Like it's a it's a it's mm. every day. It's a schooling thing. Like literally, my room. Like the the knocking thing took so long. And I get so proud now that he gets it. Like he will knock, and if I don't respond, even if he can hear me laugh, if I don't respond, he knows that means that she says she wants alone time. And unless the house is burning down, then he mustn't kick down the door. But he knows the boundaries. I've, I will repeat it. I'll say, please close the door. Knock again. Yeah. Every single yeah. day, please close the door. Go back out. Knock again. Please. Until it became think, a thing. Yeah. To even mm, say like he, I think he can. I, yeah. He, really love about what you're saying sorry to disturb you okay. is the use of using physical boundaries as a form of starting the process of mm. laying down mental and other emotional boundaries and stuff like yes. that by just saying that in a space that is mine which is my bedroom if you have the opportunity to have a bedroom exactly that in a space that is mine this is how you will treat me um this is the, how you show respect to me uh-huh. and this is um the boundaries you will respect in that space is a good way to get Get your own mind track in. Now, how can I extend this sort of mindset outside of my bedroom wall? So that's a very smart technique. Yeah. That just there right now. And also, I like that he can tell, like, I mean, he'll walk in. And other people, maybe not. Uh, maybe Obviously, you get to a point in your life where you're self-aware or whatever. And I'll just be sitting alone. And he's like, oh, can I chill? I'm like, I'm so sorry. And you can see, like, he genuinely wants to chill. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Uh, but I, I really need alone time now. And he will get it. Like, And then when I feel... I'll be like, oh, come, let's hang out. And then he'll tell me about his day or whatever, whatever. But I feel like that's the hardest where you can see that, oh, like his face is like, he's bored. It's not like he wants mm, to, he's bored. Mm. And then it'll be nice to hang he's out. He's just but, here to disturb you. Yeah, but I was just like, I- I'm so sorry. Like, but I really, it's, it's in the morning or if it's late in the evening, I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's before bedtime. I really do need this time alone. Or in very early in the morning, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I can't engage in this right now. I need to. And then there's that. So it's been easy for me to like set those boundaries. Like, I mean, it was hard in the beginning, but because I was firm about it and consistent with it, it's even outside of the bedroom. Um, it's just harder when to hold my tongue in arguments. I've been asking the Lord to help me there. Um, yo, I struggle. Mm. I, I feel like um, I was probably Winnie's daughter. Like, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I, I need to be there forever for my, for my rights, you know? But I feel like I just want to, yeah. I don't know what you call it, but like anyone could say anything and you must just keep quiet. Just d- don't, don't let go of your peace. That's something I'm really struggling with. Like, even if like my yeah. brother gets like pissed off and he tells me like the rudest things in the world, I would, I struggle because I want to defend myself or I want to speak back or whatever, because I feel like that's how I will gain but I just w- can't wait to get to that's something I've been asking God to help me with like get to a point where I'm just like not phased by the opinion because if I can start with that here at home the world shouldn't matter and weirdly enough in the world like if somebody was to say something mean to me who I'm lying I'd still give attitude and give back comments uh so if I can start with that here and resist that urge from someone you care about you know how siblings argue there's different levels but yeah, uh, yeah if i can resist that and mice that from someone who like loves me or cares about me uh imagine how i can carry that out it, uh into the world so i feel like that one i really struggle with like it's not a, a boundary mm. per se but like it's for the peace for myself you know 
to yeah, create that yeah. boundary. Well, I mean, it's 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 all a learning process. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe that's what this person is also saying. Uh, mm. This uh, Anonza, in that um, you know, at some point, you hope that in your life, you you could you do get to a point where you balance it quite well, and yeah. it doesn't affect you mentally, and it doesn't affect your peace. But also it doesn't create a distance with your family where people feel like they can't ask you for anything or lean on you for support and stuff mm, like that, you know, that because that's true. also an important factor. Um, but it just ties me back to that conversation. You go, hey, yeah, we don't want to find ourselves towards um, the senior years of our lives and your 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 resolutions still look like your resolutions when you were 20, you right? know? Um, it's something you want to make sure you're working on and you're growing um, mm. in doing so. And it's not just your your family, it's your friends, it's a roommate, it's anyone who um, has quite a lot of access to you mm. and might take that for granted because mm. that's when boundaries need to be established is when someone takes something for granted and you need to draw a line and say, okay, you know what? You don't do that over here. And um, that's, that's, it's, that's difficult when there's been a certain comfort uh, uh, way of doing things. I've known you, I'm a sponsor. must know so complain. Why now? So can I'll complain? You know, that things like so that. Um, it's but, very hard yeah. to break people out of a certain comfort, um, especially mentally, you know? Mm-mm-mm. But I mean, I like It's a paradigm shift. Sorry, it's a paradigm shift like in your brother. But yes, you were yeah. saying. I like that you mentioned that even in that, like, they can know the genuine bongani, but and understand the boundaries and understand that, guys, if it really is an emergency, he will not let us down. But if you're going to be just doing, like, really random things like airtime, like small things that are just like, <laughs> yeah. but he bought, he already got paid um, Wi-Fi, he bought 50 gigs and that's what he can do. And then if he bought 50 gigs for day and night and you guys finished it before the 15th, that's on you. But to be asking for it up. So they must know that you're reasonable, but also that you, mm. you set boundaries. Mm. Like, you know, like, no, no, no. Mm. On a rainy day, he definitely has our back. But when you're just going to play around. I mean, black people would describe that as strict, but it's just really creating boundaries. But how were you creating yeah. boundaries at work during lockdown uh, when you were working at home for yourself to be like, oh, this is family time and this is work time. This is sleep time. Oh no, I struggled quite a lot with that. I'm still struggling quite a lot with that. Um, mm. Especially like like we were saying the other time that when you're an entrepreneur as well, there's this hustle culture mentality. So you clock out of this one, but you're clocking into that one and stuff like that, you know? Mm. And working from home has blurred all those lines. So I'm failing dismally at that because even when I'm taking a break, even when I'm, um, I'm making... Um, something or something like that it just gets very difficult to not attend to work things when everything to, to the point where i had work emails on my phone and everyone at work is like well, why the fuck are you doing that like you gotta draw those boundaries and yes it's convenient to have your work emails on your phone so that when you're at the stores and there's an email that comes in you're able to respond to it or you're able to just send something or attend to it quite quickly but also there's that difficulty in that you could be climbing the mountains and you've got good network there and just because your colleague is choosing to work on a Saturday here comes an email that's reminding you about work things and notifications aren't Mm. switched on and off one thing I found is a great boundary is having different devices a work device a work laptop and your personal laptop really helps to draw a line because when even if you switch the one off to open the other one Mm. um 
there's certain things absent, certain features and reminders that aren't going to show up purely because you've got the laptop open and you happen to do work on there. That's something that saved me quite a lot is that my work laptop is my work laptop. And only when um, Us is using the other laptop as mm. a working laptop do I use my laptop, my work laptop for entertainment, which are rare occasions. Mm. Um, but uh, just generally having separate devices and separate spaces to mm. um, do those things don't work in your bedroom. Yes, it's nice to work in the bedroom, but don't make it an everyday thing that your bedroom becomes an office because now when you need to rest, it gets very difficult. Yes, you might be switching laptops, but the mere fact that you're sitting in the same space um, makes it very difficult. And all of these are um, uh, things for people who have access, you know. Mm, so I don't mm, know mm, what mm. it is for someone who is um, working in a one-bedroom house with a brother and a sister and all mm. of that. And we're all on the Wi-Fi at the same time. And there's only two laptops. And, you know, it's, that is a different situation in terms of how do you set boundaries in that sense. But from my experience um, and from my lenses of privilege that I've been um, privy to, uh, what I've come to realize is having separate devices and having separate spaces is one way of creating great boundaries between you and work, especially when working from home. But I think one one I'm struggling with is creating boundaries between um, myself and my colleagues. And I've been there for like, it's almost over a year now, mm -hmm. um, but there's still the sense of um, uh, you know, you wanna you wanna do good, so you wanna like this lady, this one lady last year, Budza. Mm -hmm. uh, she annoyed me so much. I borrowed her my Zoom recorder to go do some field work and record interviews, and I borrowed her my rechargeable batteries that were in it as well. Mm. She came back. She bring she brought the Zoom recorder, and then when I asked her for the batteries, she gave me her her disposable batteries. When I said to her, "Axi Zolezi." I was so annoyed because I let her go and I let it go and I just let it be what it is. But like, that's a boundary I should have crossed. I should have been like, no, you're not going to cross this boundary because these are rechargeable batteries and they are expenses. And I bought them for the sake that I need the convenience. And you giving mm. me batteries that are disposable does not help me. If you happen to have thrown them away where you were thinking that they're not um, rechargeable batteries then how is to you you're going to have to go buy me rechargeable batteries Yay. otherwise if they're amongst your clutter of things find them and just bring them to oh, me, I would have said know? oh you can't find them okay I understand so when do you think you can buy new ones for me yeah <laughs> yes exactly. yeah just very casually like, that's a clear boundary that yeah. needs to be drawn but when you still try to navigate new spaces and new social yeah. settings yeah things like it gets very difficult to do and that, having you know? enemies or people don't like you is the last thing you want so you're just like Oof. but also i think what is helping you mentioned also like side hustle and whatever i feel like we need to i know the weekends is best for like obviously adding more time to your like oh, let me fill this thing up for my side hustle or for this or whatever but like maybe the most i would i want to push myself is like okay maybe till 12 on a saturday but i'm not going yeah. Monday to Monday, yay. And I'm not resting at yeah, all. Yeah, I feel like we must yeah. set the boundaries for the weekend for ourselves and the people we love. We can't 24-7. Yeah, so maybe that's another tool too, mm. how you set boundaries with family. Mm. It actually starts with you. Set boundaries within yourself um, yeah. that you ad adhere to for your own habits and stuff like that. And by you trying to exercise your own boundaries, it will, un like, it will, like, um, what's this? What's this world? Would inevitably um, 
exude to your outside world because mm. if you're trying to set boundaries within you and you're saying I'm going to wake up at this time I'm going to wake up at that time ah. then it's going to affect how you deal with the people around you and they know oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't bombard her with um, stories you know mm. sometimes like it's you just woke up and it would hey Yassi hey hey, hey Yassi and you're smart buddy and you're just like dude I'm and you're like mom sorry up. I changed Why my life I meditate problems. you're and killing exactly, the energy you know? <laughs> I woke up at five. Like mm. it's different. And now by you setting that boundary within you, um, people are forced to react and then that sets boundaries uh around you as well, purely mm. by you following your own innate boundaries that you are setting for yourself. So maybe that's one worth trying as well. Yeah, guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed all our tips and tricks. Yeah. Uh we're also still learning. So I mean, if you want to email us. Uh, send us DMs on what you felt like you would have done or you've done in the past to set boundaries. Uh, Bongani, where can they catch us? At the Rewind underscore essay on social media. Info at the rewindpodcast.com if you want to send an email. Yes. Thank you so much, Mzanzi and London. Um, this is where we're going to cap it by word on the street. <laughs> so let's continue further with the, with the rest of the show. Come on! Word on the street. Here we go again. Word on the street. You're listening to The Rewind. Mzanzi Recap. Welcome, welcome now, back yes. to Mzanzi Recap. Um, as you can tell, Bunta is running the show just for a bit here. So, like, let's start a bit um, on Mzanzi Recap. Ooh, well, the show is already so, so hectic and we haven't really fully gotten into like gear six. But mm, I'm so excited to firstly, let's discuss uh, our president. Yes. Can you please play that um, audio from our favorite funny girls here? Please, how do you pronounce her name again? <laughs> Ferofi. Ferofi. She's not Ferofi. having it. Yeah, I'm back. I know Sorry, um, sometime, you know. Oh, oh, <laughs> you made her keep quiet now. You made her shy. You need to say Ferofi, welcome to come back. Ferofi, come guys, on, welcome, Ferofi. Ah, no, bon Galangam. You like those metrics and when we're in grade eight and they're like, when I scream my name. You are every time you must scream, you must scream. You must scream. Yeah, I'm back. I know Hi. it's been some time, you know, things yes. have been what the happened? biggest one is the fact that they could potentially be the fourth wave, <laughs> then go to seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen, Higher fourteen, twenty-five, thirty-eight, forty yeah. weeks before <laughs> we get that vaccinate. Say so we are dealing with a lot. There is load shading, there is water shortage, unemployment. <laughs> I can't be dead in the dark and still. Uh, 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 a breathing ground for coronavirus, sir. Please, please come to the party. You tell us we have to wear the mask and sanitize with that guy. But you bring the vaccine. Say, we've seen many of the pictures of you in converse with others, maskless. Mm-hmm. And well. so you have the vaccine. What about mm. the rest of us? We are dealing with a lot. Say, please come to the party. Let us know what it's. Down or up? Cause twenty wave. <laughs> She's so funny. I watched that video like the whole afternoon. Yeah. Actually, they said that if we continue with the way the vaccine rollout is going, and the producer told me this, if we continue with the way the vaccine is going, we're gonna end up. Um, we're gonna be living in the state for. Like I know. No, maybe not in South Africa. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, like I will say it myself. Yeah, I won't wear mask anymore. Um, I mean, yes. Like 
I mean, ah, bongani, I'll just have to see ha, what. Bonata. I mean, I wear a mask, but I'm not not gonna socialize. Like, I, I mean, for po. ten years, I beg, bongani, please. You are you telling me you're gonna stay at home? I mean, I mean, I, okay, maybe I'm exposing myself. Like, if I'm local, like I'm just going to shop. Sometimes local shops, Pazabamakula, I'll just walk out, forget. But every every restricted place, a serious place, I'm always wearing a mask, whatever. But bongani, I'm sorry. I, I will not follow the rules after that. Like, so he's saying, yeah, not his family, they must be fine. And then we must be like the suffering. Actually, no, but why are people in Amonskral getting vaccinated? Everyone must get vaccinated. What do you mean, why are people well, in Amonskral getting vaccinated? Everyone must get vaccinated. No, no, I can, I'm hearing that there isn't any. Like, it seems like, it sounds like there isn't. So I'm not saying why in a sense, why are they getting it? But like, um, a lot of people are like having, like going to this clinic and they're getting vaccinated. Yeah, they must go. They must get vaccinated. I'm going to go also. But I don't understand why you bougie people are not getting there. What do you mean I? If I can, why can't they get vaccinated? What's wrong? You must wait for the government's rollout plan. Oh, so the one that's there is like what? So could I imagine they're doing um people who are older than 40 years oh. old. But um uh, uh yeah, so they just they they but also the government's plan is going quite slowly because the healthcare workers aren't vaccinated yet. Um but anyway, wait, I don't understand. Teachers also need to get vaccinated, J and J vaccines, but is it contaminated? Oh wait, so you're saying hi, hi Punza to me wanting to go for this and get a connection to vaccinate, but when your president's vaccinated, it's fine. You you're making me feel bad. Who said my person is vaccinated? Huh? The president. Who said my person I said the is president. vaccinated? Oh, the president. Oh, okay. But the president is old, isn't he? Like over sixty no, years old. No, besides that, his son is vaccinated. I'm sure. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Also, I wouldn't be surprised. People who are in higher places, I'm sure most of them are. I don't know how, but there's a plan. There's a plug. Remember when there was a joke? Yeah. No, they going around are. that hey. Yeah, President Cyril Ramaphosa is 68, Punsa. So he's definitely within the first Ah, Bongani, let me tell you one thing. Phase, it was let me worker, tell you. Then it was people How old would Mandela be this year? Mandela would be a... One thing about Mandela, he would still let us vaccinate first. I don't know. Even if he was 102, <laughs> he was going to say, Nyege. not my people. He was going to have us vaccinate. Uh-uh. Now, uh, Cyril's like, ah... Mandela was going to say he must be in lockdown the whole time alone so that we can have freedom. Like, listen, that man was going to do it for us. So why is Cyril and his important people who are rich, must they use connections? Remember there, were even, there was even that alleged rumor that, hey, um, we'll no, no, there's, no, not even that um, there was vaccine, the vaccines that came in and then the, they said ANC is going to steal them and then they're going to vaccinate the people at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Lina, you guys are always feeling sorry for the government that doesn't care about us. Then no one, when we're trying to make moves on the side, it's like, eh. No, 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 no. Why no, are no, we boys? Yeah. Huh? I was just saying, I know you want to change the world, but sorry, I'm trying to live to see if I make it. Okay, please, I beg. You want to you wanna live to see all of these different levels of lockdown yeah. that you're speaking of. Level 42, level mm. 43. Okay, wait, sorry. I mean, yeah, our president is really boring. Like, nothing is cute about our government. Nothing is cute about South Africa. Every time I'm on Twitter, the timeline is always saying, um, guys, uh, I want to leave the country. I'm so tired of this country. What, what? And not to say other countries are better or whatever, but it's just like, 
the everything in this country, like with employment or whatever. Like, because if you're in another country, I feel like maybe you'll just be like, oh, I can stomach this nonsense to here and here, there, but at least I'm making money. Um, I'm not that invested emotionally, yeah. and I can send money home or whatever. Now it's just like it's just sad. Like everything about this country is sad. Nothing, nothing is cute. I was watching this sad video where um this lady mentioned that um in varsity, some kids who are on Nesfas don't even get to enjoy that money on their own. They get to split that amount with their family at home. That's how poor we are. And yeah. we have people just taking billions like it's nothing. They're just so greedy. Like, I don't... Ugh, it's just the put. But anyway, on another um, very, very um, uh, lighter note, I would say it's lighter because um, uh, Rich Munisi is trending number one on Twitter. Um and he, um, so a lot of people are like, like, uh, okay, I saw a tweet. I need to start there, but I can't find it. So uh, Rich Munisi has been trending and he's been wearing like these, oh, these skirts, like these really short skirts, like uh, these, um, the reviews that he pulled over in the country, like, like in his legs, oh, his legs are giving live, live, live action. <laughs> and the way the sun is, the way it's set up. It looks like he's in Cape Town. It's not mm. like uh, your, your, your typical Johannesburg sun or your Pretoria sun. This one is coming like it's very, it's got like, oh, I'm vegan. Like it's got that, you know, Cape Town uh, vibe. So the minister of love, Kandu, aren't you taking shade from the things I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, I am just so shocked that you are just saying all of these things. It's a it's well, a popular you know? Cape Town um, joke, Bongani. <laughs> oh my God. Like Bongani, guys, he doesn't live in the country. Really? Uh, well, I live yeah, in my you own really bubble. live in your own bubble. So, yeah. Minister, okay, Mbongi, the is her handle, said, I'm not here to spread. Um, so there's she posts like three pictures of uh Rich Minisi, they're like really gorgeous. He's giving us legs, like, I can't believe these legs. I just can't believe yes. that I don't wake up and own legs like this. After with King, after the record, I'm gonna put out fits <laughs> for my workout anyway. I'm not here to, sp- uh, to yeah. spread hate on uh, Rich Munisi. And I'm not here to spread hate about Rich Munisi. And I'm curious about the children and what they're learning on Rich Munisi. And then people are commenting and they're like, mm-hmm. Rich Munisi is a teacher now. When did this happen? And how did, how did we miss this? Uh, okay, fine. So basically people are responding to um, the hate and that ignorant it's, comment. You know, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it is ignorant. Thank you for just pulling that out. You know, um, it is definitely. I'm looking ignorant. for a picture where they um, it was earlier, like when before we started recording, where someone had pulled out pictures of like how people dress culturally. Like, so it's excuse like it's a problem when people are going fashion forward. Um, so let me read this. Like, I'm, I can't read on the spot. Like, let me try. Homophobia is so irrational. Historically, mm. we've never really uh, gendered clothing in our traditional attires in the same way that recent uh, the recent West has. So skirts, dresses, wraps, etc. were never exclusive to women. Um, so why would the children be uh, in crisis because Rich Munisi is in a skirt? Exactly. exactly. And also, I'm just looking at. Where would, Where the, crisis would the crisis be? be because, be, like, darling? if you look at most of the attires, like, even if you look at, like, just a normal, popular, um, Nollywood, what, not Nollywood, um, what's that Nigerian shows that we watch? 
men always, always when they come out of their houses, whatever, if it's a traditional or an important event, they're always in those wraps um, and, and their cloths, whatever. Only yes. when they're in their Western tradition do they wear pants and whatever. And obviously that's not for every, every, every. But most of it, when I'm looking at the pictures, if I can think, um, like I can't think of like which culture is the one that said, okay, guys, like something is always like, Yes, because I even saw someone put something of like Zulu culture and how men bakoga e Oh, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know it. E... I want to say it's kindy, but I'm not sure if that's the right word. <laughs> what is that? What the hell? Um, you know these um mm, fur mm, things mm, that like mm, hang mm, like mm, the, mm. a skirt or something like that. Like you know? all of it. Um, so. So I mean, like. Mm. I think it's quite interesting because people people just want to have an opinion about something. Um, but also, you know, I, I do think, no, you know, yeah, people just want to have an opinion about something. Like, uh, people just want to trend. Someone says, at um, underscore, uh, Takato says, which children? I'm confused. Is Rich Minisi a teacher? I'm confused. Yes, because that's <laughs> true. Because, like, why? Also, besides that, sometimes it's also people trying to... Like, force this thing. Like, a man must do this. And this is the same woman who will be like, oh, guys, uh, let's push feminism, whatever. And then they want to teach their, their sons or complain about how men behave now and want to teach their son that, oh, no, no, no. The way Rich Munisi is, that's not how a man must behave. But then you find that Rich Munisi, even if he was a, a, a straight man or whatever, and then you, or, or whatever, like, would have treated your son with, with kindness or whatever. But then that's like, ah, but still, what better scared that that means ing ing. So we, like, also have double standards. Also, I don't like that we have double standards when it comes to something that seems like it's like, oh that could be gay or that could be emasculating or oh, my son may look a bit a little bit more feminine or whatever but when it comes to other things that are like if your son is abusive or something no one's gonna ever put their uncle on blast and say hey guys i don't know yeah. it, my uncle oh, yeah, i don't know he, he's very abusive to what what uh what is he teaching us no one will go and blast and do that now i'm rich and this is just like being so fashionable how will i live all he does is like just work look stunning and you know just spend the best time of his life in cape town and then now she wants to have this um comment that is very ill-informed and just so ignorant so i was just like oh ma'am please i beg at chris raymond 89 says if rich Nancy decides to wear a skirt let him be why don't y'all ask all the women who are wearing pants every day what are your children learning buffet he looks great his confidence is sky high and your insecurities and homophobia is mm. eating up inside let us live and then his account is minister of love so who are, are some at tabang 1784 says the funny thing about this rich mnisi skirt is that y'all want to compare it with traditional african attires that rich mnisi look is westernized nothing mm. african about it so i mean yes. there is that dichotomy of um and Please understand, ne? we are not saying that um, what Rich is no. doing is wrong or we agree with this. But you can understand someone bringing the argument to say, okay, sure, in African cultures, men don't wear pants, but he is wearing a skirt in what is a traditionally in a Yeah, Western if we're having thing, that conversation. A, he's wearing clothes yes. that are Western culture. 
is wearing clothes that are Western culture and within the Western culture, skirts are usually designated for females. But even within Western culture right now, there is that conversation that clothes are not gendered. So still, that conversation doesn't hold water because Western culture right now is changing. It's not like Western culture is rigid and it's saying that skirts are for women. Even in Western culture where you go back in history, heels started with men and then they became... Mm. So things like that, you know? Um, say to you that um, this, even though you're going to say that, oh no, but how are we going to make African comparisons to someone who's dressed in Western attire and put African labels on Western attire but even in Western attire, the same conversation and the same change um, and same, let me rather say understanding of clothing is going on that clothes are mm, not like it's, I feel like obviously if it's broken down like that with different like, so because this man was going at the angle, Yahori Oh, like what is he teaching kids? Like almost like what Rich is doing is is wrong, and it, which is not. But then then they took everyone in the comments. Obviously, went to the oh, traditionally you dress like this, and then they took it to another level. And then obviously then creating a different conversation about what is tra- um, our traditional attire in the Western uh, attire. Who oh, that conversation can go on for a while. But all I'm saying is that Bongani, we need to wake up it at five a.m. and squat those legs. Yes. DV I've never seen a V on my leg my whole life. I can't even. Well, how are you reading comments and you're not seeing? Uh-huh. Can you see? Uh-huh. Hi, it's fine. Yeah. I shame. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing. One thing I love about him, you'll never see him post the oh. gym. I want to be like him. Mm. I'm, I'm 11-11ing this no. legs. Sana, please. <laughs> at semi t underscore john says it really worries me that grown-ass men get to bicker about another man's choice of dress sense rich Mnisi is an unconventional designer Ooh. who redefines stereotypes and he's going somewhere with the narrative so i don't get why niggas is mm-hmm. upset get i love it girl i love it like i love it and the last one here at Ruva Maps says, it's not Rich Mnisi's responsibility <laughs> to raise your kids for you. For whatever is concerned. Lovely. That's a good one. When Yes, and also like how you they should be complaining about so many things this is so late for this conversation but when i watch tiktok and i'm like the things our kids are going to consume is so different and way ahead like like you can't control everything whatever your child wants to be unfortunately if they want to consume that and they say oh this is fashionable or i don't like fashion they will decide but who rich munisi alone really the vaccine do you think he's gonna be this your own your child's gonna be like oh yeah Rich, what, what, please, I beg. You know, and it's quite interesting that you say that because that's one of the big signifiers between Gen Z and um, millennials is that genera- uh, Gen Z generally wears gender-fluid clothing. You they apply nail polish. Boy is a girl, do they identify as a boy? Do they identify as a girl? Things like that. And those are the expression of these gender identities and gender roles and saying, you know what, I'm going to be who I want to be and I'm going to... Um, dressed according to my expression and i'm not going to try fit into these lines that you guys have over um i was having a conversation with someone because i watched this uh, tiktok and then they were talking about how we don't have 
like like those pronouns in like our African languages that how do you say you can say oh, there's a man and there's a woman but how do I say he came into the room how do you what is the what are they yeah yeah exactly so like there is no you can't unless say, I'm saying yeah but usually yeah, I'll be that's, using that's someone's cool. name I won't say it's Yes. Oh yeah, oh you're so, specifying who the person is. Yeah, in like in Dotana, yes. yeah. So I feel like yeah, things like that. But mm, when you're speaking But then so they were like referral, Yes, it's never like he came, whatever. So they were talking about or the gender thing actually was Western. But that's a chat for another day because I ain't informed, you know I'm shying. I just throwing that in. <laughs> you don't want yeah, to just come. Like, hey, you don't just come. Uh, yes. So, um, any more? Did you want? Did you have anything that you saw and you liked this week? Um. And on that note, no, friends. No, no, nothing much. I think what. Pongani, like, don't add oh. spice, even if there's no spice. They can hear if you're lying. What were you gonna say? Tell us quickly. No, I was just gonna say that this Tembisa Ten story is just bewildering. I think we spoke about it two weeks back or last week or something like that, and we spoke. No, it was two weeks back, and we spoke about. Ah, Bongani, that lady's still trending. Tembisa, these people still haven't been found. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, these people still haven't been found. Um, this, these babies haven't been found. The the municipality has ah, but no didn't I see somewhere someone say I delivered born. these babies? The, oh, is the so South Africans intense. trying to be funny? Yes, she got she got to Steve Biko Hospital and she said I delivered I had these babies. What's that other um hospital? It's I think it's a private hospital in Pretoria. The Nikkei, not Nikkei, or something. That's for me now. Um. Anyway, she said she said she gave birth oh. at that other. No, she said she gave birth at that Just other hospital. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Then they told her that they're transferring. Uh uh-uh. uh. Then they told her that they're transferring her babies to Steve Biko. So then she gets to Steve Biko and she says, Okay, thank you. And they're like, eh, Sissy, we have no record of that. Also, you, the parents are communicating with the news. You know? Yeah, it just is a twisted... Like, no one has seen these babies and no one knows if the story is true or not. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing, is that no one knows I, if the so story scary. is true or like, not. Oh, losing so many babies. I Another story, I don't know. And then Dr. Death, did you see he was commenting saying that wasn't a pregnancy belly? Hmm. Yeah, he said that. Hematum, seriously? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, guys, um, on... Okay, cool. Huh? That's all I have that has happened recently. Okay, guys, on that, that note, we are done here. Um, South Africa is really so dry now. But yeah, thank you. Well, today's episode has been quite an interesting episode. We got a little bit deep there. Even the word on the streets, boundaries with family. Have they have it? We might as read we might as well rename this a talk show podcast. Talk mm. podcast. You know what? I wouldn't <laughs> mind that because we would be the face and the voice of South Africa. So hey, if the shoe fits, I, I mean, why not? <laughs> so any last um closing um motivation this week what's going to get you through the rest of the week it's yeah, wednesday they must listen to it in the street. one last po- motivational push for this <laughs> week Punta. last one yo Bongani, i don't have one let me think let me think let me think let me think sure i'm blank this week you're blank this week mm. when are? 
I say, I say. Please tell me what has kept you going. Like when, even when you feel like, oh my God, I should be on a yacht. <laughs> what That's is... what keeps me going. The thought of I should be on a yacht. <laughs> you think what's the, what's, what's the in-between between me and me being on a yacht? Me right now and me being on a yacht. Yo. What's the in-between? And the in-between is the work that you need to do. So, motivation, get onto it. Just use that image of yourself as motivation and understand that it's all about the process. It's not about the destination. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey. Mm, thank you for that. Hey, I'll apply it. <laughs> Although it's so hard to see myself on that yet, but I will apply it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you, Mlaleli, for joining us today. Thank you for sticking it through. If you've been listening to us over a week, consuming this content nice and slowly, and in So let's see you again next week, Wednesday. If you are just joining us, there are 58 other episodes for you to go and listen to. So why don't you do that? Until Futi next week, Wednesday, when we bring you another great episode. Punza, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Thank you. Once again, you're a, so you're a slave driver, but it's fun to do this with you because even though you crack the whip and you force us to do the shit <laughs> um it's always a good time to have these conversations that track the growth and the movement mm. of south africa thank you so much Bongani, for having me i really appreciate those uh very encouraging words um good night south africa you know what I'm envisioning. You know what I'm seeing. Like we're having a live show and you're like, oh, thank you for having me. And I'm like, oh, thank you for having me. Good night, South Africa. Then the lights, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like it's closing the show. And then you and I've I have decided. You and I have our, yes. our scripts in our hands and we're having, you know, those um, wind reporters or whatever. Um, kind of the other yeah. reporters, anchors. When they have like their yes. chats, when the news songs playing, like their theme yes, songs. And, they're and you're like, like oh, Bongani, folding you, the papers did you forget like... that part on that script? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's how I've it feels. I've decided yeah? every, every award show that I'm emceeing, I am opening it with a dance number and I'm closing it with a dance number. Love so there won't be it. any good night and the lights go off. He good night and it goes I'm at uh, who's this? Uh, what's this Afrobeats group that plays the drums? Um, but but when I get it, this is when we're, if we're doing the news or something. <laughs> oh, okay, yes, okay, yes. No, no, no. Maybe if show. we are actually recording our podcast and putting it on YouTube. But anyways, yeah, that's a okay. discussion for another discussion. That's that's a discussion. I have been and leave discussion. Mm. But anyways, um. Thank you. Good night, South Africa. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to The Rewind. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Rewind underscore essay. And send an email to therewindessay at gmail.com.